Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course got uh you know some chatter some debate has come to a head we've got kids kevin kisner our buddy is on the show here in like uh two seconds we chat with him for uh quite a quite a bit i don't know 20 15 20 minutes we were supposed to just check in really quickly get his take on the scramble versus kids at pinehurst situation i think we nailed it down so people will enjoy that then we break down the uh the skins game over the over the weekend with rory uh, with DJ, with Matt Wolf, with Ricky at Seminole. We get into all of that, uh, and then we kind of tease that we may have a huge show on Thursday. We may not. We'll see. Frankie was running some numbers. Uh, Kisner, like I said, is up, so we're going to kind of throw it to him right off the top. A really reminder that we have an official cocktail mixer, Owens Craft Mixers. You, my friends at home, you can have the ability to make a high-quality cocktail right at home. You're probably at home. You've probably been at home for months. You're probably going to be at home for quite a bit of time going forward. It's perfect. Owens Mixers is perfect for anyone like us. You don't have a clue how to make cocktails from scratch. All you got to do, you literally just mix Owens with whatever liquor you like to drink, and you are good to go. Owens gives you the chance to mix it up at home. They've got four different flavors, ginger beer and lime, mint and cucumber and lime, grapefruit and lime, tonic water and lime. Depending on your flavor you add, Owens Mixers can create more than 50 different cocktails. It's 100% non-alcoholic. You go to owensmixers.com. Type in Barstool15. That's your code when you check out. Um, you're going to get 15% off. That's 15% off. Use the code Barstool15 at owensmixers.com. It honestly, it honestly makes a huge difference to whatever situation you're in. You might be just having a cocktail at home, maybe with your significant other, maybe you have a few friends around, you're doing some social distancing, but you like to have a delicious cocktail, a high-quality cocktail right at home. That's owensmixers.com, barstool Fifteen. Here's our friend Kevin Kisner. <laughs> what is that smile? Is he frozen or is he just smiling? Yeah, I mean, he's just, just a dumb smile. I say, <laughs> I'm just smiling. Hey, Kiz. Hi. How are you? Could not be better. How about you? I'm doing. I'm doing fine. Um, are you on the Are you on the range? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I'm starting to grind. Tour kids shape coming up. Uh, so there's a chance that we're going to be playing in a little match here, buddy. I saw some little BS, like got a lot of mentions about something about you four wanting to play me in Pinehurst. Yeah, we got, I mean, you know, there was some chatter about you and I playing a match and then Frankie, I think brought up the idea of like, do you think we could beat kids playing the tips at Pinehurst number two, us playing a four man scramble. And I think we'll kill you. <laughs> have you read my tweet and reply a few days ago Might yeah I, I know you you think you're pretty confident i just want to know who on this team is going to get your ball on a green and regulation and then putt we'll figure i that think 
I think we I think we dominate you. <laughs> like, well, you bring some of that Borelli money down there, and we'll put it on it. What do you hey, think? Listen. What do you think you're gonna shoot? Like, it's like seventy six hundred yards. Okay, I'll propose that I'll get my redneck ass in my truck and drive up there next week and play you four, and I'll put ten grand of my own money on this. You find somebody to put up ten grand, and if I lose, I'll put ten grand to a charity of your choice. If you lose, you put ten grand to the Kisner Foundation. Wow. I mean, done, right? Done. Like, yeah, right. Done. I'll, I'll, to, I'll I think put, we have to take that. I'll, yeah, I'll put up 2500 of my own money if like, wow. we can't get a sponsor. So, like, <laughs> if we all split 2500 kids, that's you've got a bajillion times more money than I could ever dream about. But did you, just put, did you just put up my money? I don't want you putting up my no, money. No, but I'm, I'm saying if we can't, <laughs> I would find a ground to f- compete against Kiz. I think well, Kiz is the favorite, however. I well, would the like good to thing is, too, the good thing is, too, we have all these listeners, these four-play listeners, and they rally around foundations. They rally around people raising money. They did it for Borelli's, and every single donation was butter knives, hit it straight, Mr. Borelli, all this stuff. Let's do it for Kiz. Let's, let's, don't, let, let's, let's, get, let's get the four-play money up. So that we can play Kevin Kisner at Pinehurst number two from 7,600 yards and beat his ass because I went out on the golf course today. I wore Kevin Kisner's outfit <laughs> and I got in your head. <laughs> I striped the golf ball. I didn't miss a goddamn fairway. I didn't miss a green in regulation. I still shot an 85 because I three putt every single hole. It was not good. We're there, the there to help you. We're there to help you on the greens. greens at Rockville yep. Links are treacherous right now. Whoever, my guy, my guy at Rockville Links, I know you're listening to this, Luke. I mean, you got to stop putting these pins on these hills, man. It's like mini golf. But here we go. I am striping the golf ball. I'm, I will be driving my ass down to Pioneers in the middle of a pandemic just to beat you at, on that golf course. I know we're going to win. I'm so confident. We have four shots. We have four shots from every single part of the golf course to, to get it in. Riggs or Lurch, whoever's going to be our anchor, probably Lurch because he's the, he's the biggest, will end up having three reads. For every single putt, you think he's missing those? No chance. No chance. As long as he can't wear earmuffs, he won't make a putt. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Frankie's talking about how he's trying to get in Kisner's head, but by the time when we get down there, I mean it's we played say, when we played Palmetto together, it was he was he was tearing rigs down every hole. But here's the beauty of it is we don't like if 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 we step up there. Tread's a fairway machine. So Tread's going to hit one down the middle of the fairway. We could just take rips. Kids can chirp us all day long. Like, oh, Frankie, you're in the fucking road across the street out of bounds. Like, guess what, kids? I'm actually in the middle of the fucking fairway because yeah. that's where my and other buddy hit it. 250 yards in after Trent's powder puff 217. <laughs> and he can't tee it up again. So he can't get there. And you can't hit one solid. I've never seen Lurch play, but obviously he's the best. And so I'll just be all in Lurch's ear all day. <laughs> I look forward to it. That is the big fear, though, that I have, is that we will be hitting 220-yard, 220-yard shots in the greens, and we're going to struggle to get a GIR from that distance. That's we know Frankie's not going to hit the green from around the green, so now you're down to three. Par threes make me nervous. The par threes from the tips at Pinus number two are no yes. joke. We're looking at 235 yards. 240 yards these things are not going to be easy to hit but also like kids you're going to have to play them from 7600 yards as well i know you're sick at golf like there's no taking that <laughs> yeah, that's away the you're big fucking difference. awesome but like that's a long golf course for you is it not like let's not let's not yeah, get crazy I, here. Like, 7600 yards is no joke 
I do that every week, brother. Kids, what do you think the number is that's going to be kind of like, you know, the break-even line? Do you think it's 73? Or where do you think, I don't it's think y'all can? I don't think y'all can beat even par. Can you? I don't know. We'll find out. What'd you shoot in 14? Like 77? We could shoot 77. <laughs> I'll take under 77 on next week for another 10 grand. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Room this, becomes pretty this quiet. This isn't my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just – Let's get back to the charity, though. You guys got to pick. I think we should do it all for COVID relief. So you guys pick something in New York since obviously that's a hot spot front line or something that y'all find a good charity that gives a hundred percent of the money away yep and we'll have us a little match okay done how about we why don't we use why don't we just use your website we've done that before kisnerfoundation.com is that what it is yeah i think all your people have been on there they probably know how to access it you want to use it so yeah by the time this goes live i mean it's monday you were chit-chatting here by the time this goes live we'll figure it out we'll have barstool we'll have your squad figure it out i'm sure you've got people that you boss around that you tell what to do that somehow for some reason listen to you we'll figure that out set up the website and if people want to see this match they start contributing some money we raise a little bit of money for a great cause we play against each other to divvy up where it goes and we're gonna we're gonna beat you i mean i know that like I don't, I'm not just here to like chirp or whatever. It's a four man fucking scramble. Like we get to hit four tries, pick the best one, hit again and do that the whole fucking day. Like that is a joke. I think I, I one, drove you twice caveat. when we were at Palmetto and I suck. Can I add a caveat? Potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Can I get big Dewey to come caddy for me? Oh man. See, I said this, I said that if he brings Dewey, it becomes a problem. I did say that because that's like legit tour kids. That's a guy who, if you're like walking around trying to get in our head, like, he, like that's your guy. Like that's, he's going to bring you back. He's going to lock you in. That's, that's 68, 67 at Piners number two kids. That's a kid that's going to go low with Dewey on the bag. If Dewey I starts will, rolling around, if Dewey I'll starts s- rolling around off the Dewey. two boxes, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then, and then think about it. Think about you. We'll be on the course. We'll look over there and there'll be Kisner and Dewey. It's like, I'm on T. Am I on TV? Like, I just feel like yeah. I'm on tour now. And that's going to make me very nervous. Yeah. We're going to have Dewey's going to like fall off one of Donald Ross greens and we're never going to see him again. He's going to roll down into a bunker. It's over. Like I'm a little worried about Dewey. Riggs, have you not found his locker there? He's a member. I know. What was that? Is that from? Um, he's also got something from like North South or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he back won in the, the North day. South Amateur. He won the North South Amateur, which like around here is the most prestigious thing they talk about. And Dewey's got his own locker here, so I don't, yeah. I don't love the fact that he's that familiar with this place. But I do love Dewey, and I do yeah. think there's a chance in a fun environment like this that Dewey will like turn on you and be rooting for us. <laughs> he might yeah. be reading your putts and and just totally forget about me. <laughs> right. So yeah. <laughs> Bring Dewey. Are you kidding me? And I need to get him back to work. I mean, nine weeks without seeing him. I need to practice how to damn let him work for me again. We might take some of that money from that pool. We might tell Dewey on the side that we're going to give him some cash if we win. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be over there handing Frankie the putter from 90 yards. <laughs> just putt it. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> what does Dewey do right now? Is he just hanging? He's hanging, man. He is hanging. He's dying to get back to work. We all are. Yeah, um, we got three. We got three pink shirts in this Zoom right now. You yeah. wearing a pink shirt right now? Yeah, man. Man, the color it's of the hot. quarantine. I don't know what you Yankees are gonna do with this hot weather we're gonna have next week. Yankees. Balls gonna be flying around. Trout's drives are gonna hit two thirty. I'm a thirty. 
My skin is, I've been inside this apartment for three months and my skin is not ready for that type of heat and that type of sun. I'll tell you that much. There's not enough sunscreen in Pinehurst for Trent Daddy. Seriously. Remember when you I mean, had the backwards hat tan line, Trent Daddy? At the Masters, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it, all it could be a lot like that. Frankie, I played with your boy uh, Cal Clutterbuck last week. You got to ask him. You got to ask him about his uh, calves. I ne- they were bleeding. They were so sunburnt. I was like, bring the Yankee to the south and see what happens. <laughs> that is tough. Did he have nice uh, – hockey players usually have ripped-ass cal- calves too. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He can play. He can play. He had an injury too during the season, which I was nervous. He, was, he wasn't going to be able to uh, – like if it was going to affect his golf game. But I heard he's come right back and he's a stick. Yeah, he's a baller. I, that injury's nasty. He showed me the scar where he sliced his wrist open. Brutal. Yeah, a skate came right up, hit him right in the wrist. Oh, Ooh, it was absolutely Ugh. brutal. Ugh. He's um, a he's unreal to the Islanders like team too. He's like a, he's a glue guy. Yeah, that's what he was telling me. He said he doesn't score much, but he takes care of all the physicality. Yep. <laughs> I think you're a like blue. Lurch for the four play pod. <laughs> Lurch, how is your game right now? We're gonna need you. Your iron. It board. was. I will say, I had a glimmer of hope that we could potentially beat Kids because I think. Riggs, you got to help us in and around all greens. You got to no put Trent's going to help with putting. Frankie and I and you, Riggs, will help out with a lot of like ball striking. But my iron game this last weekend, as good as it's ever been. That's um, massive for us because I, I can't hit an iron, you know, right. in the air. And I, I think my the funny thing is you probably four, not five, get six an irons. Iron. No, I, I, kids, actually, I can hit the irons okay. I think, but, but when are you going to get to hit an iron? Anything inside 220. Right. We're playing 7,600 yards. Dude, the tees? The we'll tees. get close. We'll get close. We'll have a, I think we'll have a lot of approach shots. Be you can hit an iron yards. to one, but you can't hit the green. No. The Is one. one like a three iron and a wedge? Yeah, and the green's impossible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, two, no joke, on two, we're going to have 250 into the second hole. Right. And a, I'm going to hit 507. It's a 507 par four. That's like angled weird with a ridiculous green. Ridiculous um, green. Three weeks birdie. What day do you want to do it? I will say that's the big fear is that if kids makes birdies, we're going to be dead in the water. We're not making many birdies. No, none. Um, kids, can you what do next you week? Do can you do next week? Yeah, I could probably do like uh, Monday or Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. Monday's a holiday. Let's do Tuesday. Done. What time are we teeing off? I don't know. I'll talk to Piner. So I got some friends here. I'll get a tea time. 11, 10. And we're going to need uh, like 45 minutes before and after because y'all are going to play so freaking slow. Damn right we are. You know how many conferences we're going to have over every right. shot? And right. then I'm going to just be standing out there, three up, twiddling in my thumbs, waiting to go drink beer. <laughs> We're either gonna we're either gonna win this thing or this podcast is gonna cease to exist afterwards. <laughs> like we're just gonna rip each other's heads off trying to figure out what to do. I know so I talked about drive down. I... You three yeah. are gonna drive down to meet us next Tuesday and play Pinehurst. Yep. Yep. What's happening? All right. Well, let's let's raise a bunch of money. Let's do it. <laughs> I yeah, got the amount of home cash. I hope we his, kill you. I hope his, we absolutely kill you. He is so confident that I've now started to backpedal, and I am more nervous than I was 20 minutes ago when I was very, very confident saying we we're going to demolish him. I did the opposite as you, Frankie. I was I was nervous and on the other side of, like, losing confidence before this conversation. But now 
Kiz's overconfidence has actually propelled my competitive drive, and now I think we're going to beat him. Yes, Lurch. Let's fucking go. We need that. I, I think we're going to beat him. I'm just thinking if we can get to the eighth hole, one up, Kiz starts to unravel. I think we play the mental games on you because that's your nightmare. You yeah. lose the foreplay would be your nightmare. I unravel easily, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing, Lurch. He's not going to miss a shot. No, he's not. Right. I don't he's expect playing, him to miss a shot. I know we were in Palmetto. That's his home course. But, boy, that was really quite a display to watch up close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's so sick at golf. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> right. He really is. Dude. What's your over-under for your team right now? I think, uh, like, 70, 70 four and a half. Yeah. And you think I'm going to shoot 75? We're hoping. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really think about that. I just, it's a hard golf course. Seventy six hundred yards from out there. All right, well, let me go because I better start hitting my foreign. Um. All right, you can set. We can set this up. Your website's capable of this. You guys have the technology. We did it with Drew Holcomb last week. It worked pretty well. Well, uh, let's set up some way that people can gamble on it. So they either pledge to back me or pledge to back y'all, and whoever wins. Hey, donate. Okay. I love that's it. That's great. Um, all right. So, about that, that's a little homework for us then. By the time this Are podcast- we going uh, to do some Instagram Live? I'll bring me a, a social media person to run Perfect. my account because more people are going to watch my account than yours. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, yeah, we'll do Instagram. We'll update it all. We'll use our social. I mean, I don't know if you know, we have like maybe 30 times the followers that you have. So, we'll we'll use our social channels and promote that and we'll update people in real time. We'll put out a video. We'll figure it out. But yeah, Tuesday, can you tentatively, you could do Tuesday, which would be what the 26, 26 of May Pinehurst number yes. two. Oh yes. Shit. What's the drive for you? You're going to be tired from your little drive there. Diva. Well, if I'm going to win 10 grand, I might just fly wheels up. Cause that'd pay for it. Oh shit! That's pretty. <laughs> really big. Kids yeah. is flying in on right his sponsor. If kids is flying in on his sponsored jet and bringing Dewey, we're fucked. <laughs> that's. I didn't think about that. That's a problem. Shit. Um, I'm intimidated by tour kids. Tour kids is like that's a different thing. That's a guy that I've never really met. I've seen him on like during tournaments, but not like up close. Well, you're about to. All right, kids. Um, We'll set it up, figure it out, kisnerfoundation.com, get people to start rolling in some money. We'll play for, uh, you know, for COVID relief. I know you guys are doing awesome stuff with COVID relief and with your foundation, so let's set that up. Let's get this match going. People are going to be pledging some money, and we're going to – I mean, we're going to win. There's no way. I'm as confident as Dave was in the Mulligan Challenge that we're going to beat you in a four-man scrap. Well, maybe we should just start a little poll on Twitter and see what happens. Don't worry about those polls. Those never. Those aren't. In, that in, poll in, would be so bad for us. <laughs> yeah. Fresh off, fresh off a loss to a twelve-year-old, that'd be real bad for us. <laughs> and you posted like an eighty-two, didn't you? Eighty-one. Yeah, and you played like the ladies' tees. <laughs> no such thing as ladies' tees, but they were the they were the forward tees. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good playing, buddy. I can't wait to see you next Tuesday. Make sure we practice social distancing and CDC guidelines. You guys don't get near me. We won't. You don't want a bunch of Yankees near you right now. No. All right. All right. I uh, I hope you guys can get some sleep between now and then because you're going to need it. He's literally on the range. That's rattling. <laughs> Good luck, kids. <laughs> you're going to need Hold it. Hold on. 
How do I flip this thing around? Oh, there we go. Four iron practice for the next two hours. Oh, oh I hit I hit that barn of carts over there. <laughs> I sent one way right and it made a really loud and embarrassing noise. Yeah, he did. That's fact. Yeah. And then we drank beer and I still beat everybody's ass. So imagine what's going to happen sober. Hmm. All right. You're going to lose it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of the great damn. wins of all time. Night, night. Nobody has any confidence on this fucking show right now. I do. Yeah. Enjoy right. your next hour of discussing how bad you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Enjoy your day, Kevin. Hi, uh, Kevin. If the influx of food-related TikToks is any indication, most people have been snacking their way through quarantine. That's not surprising. I think Trent talks about that a lot. Um, which he does. It's no offense. He just does, which means reentering society. It's going to take a little work. Don't let the fear of post-workout soreness keep you from finally walking farther than the 100 feet it takes to get from your couch to your bathroom. Instead, turn to our friends at CBDMD for everything you need to feel rested, refreshed, and ready to reenter society feeling even better than before. Freeze pain relieving gel with menthol offers instant cooling relief. I actually love this stuff. I rock it, uh, especially when you're playing a ton of golf. It loosens you up. It feels great on your muscles, on your body. It's cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube to help you get moving again. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to help, to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. Again, I, I rock the uh, freeze pain-relieving gel with menthol a lot, and I love it. It makes everything feel better, smooth, relaxed, fresh. You're ready to go. To make it easier for you to try CBD MD and everything they've got to offer, they're giving all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code foreplay at checkout. Again, cbdmd.com, promo code foreplay, one word, foreplay that's the code 25% off your purchase of superior cbd oil products from cbdmd.com man i gotta tell you i had this whole plan i I wore his outfit to golf today i played this morning i was gonna wear it on the zoom i'm like oh i'm gonna have all this thing he ended up rocking a better pink shirt than i am and he's already on the range just striping four irons like i had all this confidence i was cocky my cock was swinging between my fucking legs i'm like we're gonna beat you we're gonna dominate you now i'm like Man, I don't even have a dick anymore. I'm totally <laughs> fucking emasculated. Dude. He's so confident and so if he shoots, calm if he shoots, about it. If, if he makes three birdies in a row, like we're gonna lose every one of those holes. Like we're we we're not gonna make a birdie. The it's just course. how many beautiful pars can we make by getting a drive out there, getting something close, and we get a chip close and we make one of the four pots. It's like we don't. I think that's our whole game. So it's how many times we can do that at an 18. If we do that. 15 times and we make 15 pars and then like where we finish three over, I think we've got a good chance. But we, like, we could kind of like play almost like Dave played the Mulligan challenge where like, think about if you play, right? Like a lot of these par fours, if they're like 480, if you're playing a four man scramble and you're playing a 480 par, par five or whatever, or par four, like you can hit it in three shots, hit a wedge close and somebody makes the putt like every time. So I know that these greens are harder, but it's almost like Dave where he took all of the like rough and the hard part of Shinnecock out of it because he just got to hit like multiple times that like people are like, oh, the runoffs and all. Well, it's not good. like we get to hit it four times. So it's just I don't think that that's going to be a massive factor for us. Right. But uh, we have to have one good one out of the four. Like you only get to hit it once. 
like Dave got to hit it a thousand times and like groove out a shot. Like you still only get your one good shot. And I just, sometimes like I miss it. Frankie misses it. Trent, and now it's just on you. And then we're just going to take your, like whatever yours goes, we're just going to take. And that, that, and then your one shot is always going to be worse than Kisner's always. So that is, but that's like saying that every one of his drives is just better than our four best. one. Like, I think he's going to be in the, he doesn't hit, he ain't going to hit all 14 fairways and all 18 greens. Like he's going to make bogeys. Right. But of those 14 drives, his drive is going to be better than ours 10 times. I don't think we have to keep worrying about what he's going to shoot. He's going right. to shoot around even par, right, maybe yeah. a 71, fair. 70. Like he's going to be right around there. It's about us managing when we're going to make that one or two bogeys and like how we're going to fucking recover from that. Because like <laughs> right. looking at this scorecard, like the front nine is going to be a battle. There are some absolutely mammoth gol- golf holes on the front nine. And then you start the back nine with a 617 par five, a 483 par four, and a 484 par four. This match could be over by 12. I, so Dude, we're screwed. Back to back 480-yard <laughs> par four. So we are going to be off this golf course by the 14th hole. We, we are going to get we, we played the Blues yesterday, which were like 7,000 yards. A bunch of them were way back close to the U.S. Open tees. Not a bunch, like three or four. Yeah. We And – it was laughable how long it was. Like we had three and four irons into a lot of. This is six or seven hundred yards longer than that. Why did we agree to play seventy six hundred yards? Because we <laughs> beat him from the lower, from the closer. Yes. So well, that's because I think this is the closest match to, possible. All right, but we're setting ourselves up to fail if we want to do this with other guys. Because now, like, if we win on a lower distance, it's like, well, like you just beat him, like because you guys played closer. Like we're. We are picking the hardest golf course to play maybe in the country from the <laughs> hardest distance ever. So, like, from now on, we're going to e- have to get easier. And then it's just like then then even if we win one the next time, they're like, well, you, it's not 7,600 yards. Frankie, we're gonna have to play this is your mental – like, you, Yeah, this is your mental – You need to go in saying that we're going to win. Like, Frankie's already thinking of future matches. Like, well, that's, <laughs> that's not going to be as good. It's like, Frankie, Frankie, just, like, take a deep breath, buddy. Like we're just we're gonna play Kevin Kisner next week on the twenty sixth, and we're gonna take it shot by shot. It's gonna be fine. I'm already talking up as a loss. I'm thinking about the next one. You're already I'll thinking talk. how are we gonna market the next match after we lose to Kisner so badly? Yeah, that's how much he's rattled me, Frankie. I think if you can get if like, <clears throat> no offense, Trent, but I think if the three of us can get a decent drive out there, then that brings all four of us into play on the next shot because Trent can rip that, like, three wood that he does, a little buttery cut, and then we have a chance. Like, we need, I think, one of our three balls off the tee to give ourselves a chance to get home or around the green in that second ball. But here's the other thing is, like, the the first hole is legitimately a driver, a flip wedge. Yeah. So, like, we can hit a – the second hole is a mammoth. Like, we're going to have to grind to make par in the second hole, but so will kids. And then the third hole is a crazy green, but it's very short. So, like, we should, in theory, have a good birdie look on that hole. Um, fourth hole is impossible. Fifth hole is going to be impossible. Sixth hole is going to be impossible. Sixth hole is, like, sixth hole is going to be, like, a 200. The, where the back tee is on the sixth hole, which is already an impossible par three from the white tees. Yeah, I was wondering where those tees are. Like, it's it's a 200 and, like, what's it say on the card? It's probably a two. 
two, it's a 250 yard. Like that's, that's, if it's into the wind, we're hitting driver into a Donald Ross green. That yeah, so the, I was, yeah, I I was, I I was walking in Pinehurst in my head, and I was like, where are the tees are? And I can kind of, like, picture where they are. But on that one, I can't because there's, like, trees left, and I feel like we're pretty far back, and there's really, like, no room behind you because four is right behind you. And I'm like, right, where are we going here? Where can we go farther back? So if you're telling me it's 250, these trees have to – or tee box has to be in just a fake location. It's going to be tough, but I also – I think – like, it's going to be hard for him. I, I think, too, we could put the heat on him. You know, like, we could put the heat on kids on holes where we have, like, a really hard hole. He's not just going to have a really good look for birdie. He's going to probably be grinding and have a six- or seven-footer for par. And, like, let's say we have 12 feet. Well, we get four looks at it. So, we bury one of those. Then he's a little rattled. And he's mm. – so, I think that could be the game. Whereas, we get down early, it's over. Pinehurst, though, is just – it is literally, as Frankie pointed out, it is – the hardest distance in at the hardest place you could possibly play. Because like if we played Beth page, for example, you get one out there, you're playing for a long distance, but as long as you hit the green, it's going to stay on the green at Pinehurst. If we miss our little shell by certain areas, we're just off the green again. And we're trying to like get a touchy little shot. And then we're going to have to make a ton of five footer, six footer. Which is not in any case a given. No. Like we're not, uh, like all four of us putting from five feet, how, what's our percentage chance of getting that in? 50 50. <laughs> right? Yeah. No way. We have four looks at it. But it's four That's individual what... people. It's, it's four people's first putt. What should be our order? <laughs> because, like, I putt terribly usually. Like, Frankie and I, I think, should be the last putters because I think we'll throw you off in terms of a line. No, <laughs> well, I, you not, I need to see the line. Right. So, should Trent go first? Because Trent's like, a good. Trent's a pretty good putter. I know. That's why I'm saying. Like, seen when I have a good caddy, I actually put up good numbers on the golf course. Like Logan had me dialed in on Pinehurst number two on the back nine, and like on certain parts of the golf course, like I can actually figure it out when I get a read. Like I do need at least two looks. I need it. I need it more than the regular person. I need. I need to see the pace, and I need to see the line more than the regular person. So maybe I have no go. problem putting first on every hole. Then. So I'm a maybe, horrible putter. We go Lurch, Trent, Frankie, me. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll probably spiral out of control and totally change the order by like <laughs> the second hole. And, yeah. we're ob- and we're going Trent off the first tee. I don't care what the uh, – like first tee, first drive, Trent. Yeah. 100%. I Just also like, like – Because we know it's going down the middle, so like I may be able to rip like my three wood and like feel like I, – I, we won't feel like we have to crush a drive on one. Like it will feel great. Let me ask you this. Should we warm up like a four-man scramble? Like, should we on the putting green? Like, be like, all right, we got yeah. this six-footer and do I our think order. That's yeah, I think we need to do that because yeah. then you'll see how I putt and like if I a little like I'm constantly pulling it off the line or you Are know whatever. Bringing, is there going to be someone from Pioneers on our team if he's bringing Dewey? Yeah, can we get a caddy like a group caddy? Dude, we should get, get Logan. We should get your guy, Frank. Logan or the other, or the or like the master guy. Yeah, the guy. Uh, what was uh, who was with Tiger and like Rory yeah. and them? Was it? I want to say Dave, but that's going to be wrong. Thomas or Lo- We Thomas. gotta have a pioneer, Scotty. Yeah, we need somebody. Um, we we get help. If he's getting help, we need help. Him having Dewey is going to be great. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I hope. I actually It'll wanted be- to get allow kids to get to the range before us and then just walk up and throw my bag right next to him and just start shaking golf balls. <laughs> Try to get in his kitchen. It'll be great for the video that, that dude's there. It'll be probably bad news for us, but that's all right. Yeah. 
how's he going to handle that? Like, are they going to have to be? Can, six feet. Yeah, I'm like, kids, if they're going to push cart, do we six feet apart just talking to him about what he um, should do or something? Yeah, we'll do he's in a hazmat suit, just a full hazmat <laughs> suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be nervous. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I'm going to bring uh, I'm a lot of positive energy. I'll be a glue guy because I'll have like two or three heroic things that we'll use, and then I'm a glue guy the rest of the way. So, I, Trent Daddy, your putting is so good, and your three-wood and your ability to get balls in play that I actually think you're an awesome – like you're super yes. helpful. And especially in a sense of like Frankie and Lurch, you guys can smash the ball like when you really get going. So, like – if Trent leads off and is in the fairway, 230, 240 out, whatever it is, that frees you guys up. Be like, okay, we've got a ball, and you guys rip him. And, like, on one, like, that 230, 240 drive, Trent will leave us, like, an eight iron in, and we get yeah. four looks at it. That same thing on the third hole. Like, if, you hit, if you're hitting that driver consistently, we're fine. We could even rip drivers and try to hit them into these crazy uh, narrow slots and try to get down to, like, little flip wedge territory. So, like right. – that's going to be huge. And then I do like when you get that ball rolling, I mean, you've made the most famous putt in the history of this whole little thing that we do here. And there's no, that's no coincidence. That's true. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to get down there. I haven't played golf. That's a problem. I haven't played golf in a while because I've been in this apartment, but I'm excited to get down there to a place where I can actually play golf. Yeah. We almost need to fly hanky panky in for you or get hanky panky to drive from Aaron Hills to just show up. That's my guy. That's that guy. <laughs> Yeah. He would do that. He would <laughs> might need him for Trent Daddy. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look, we're going to – we'll figure it out. We're going to get the Kisner Foundation website. We'll get it going. We'll have uh, stoolies if you can. We'll figure out well, – we'll come up with a couple different increments and things that people can do to donate. But go to KisnerFoundation.com. We're going to play for COVID relief. He's going to play for money to go to the Kisner Foundation, which they've divvying all that up. Obviously, right now, they're focusing on things that are helping with COVID relief. So it's for a great cause. Kiz is in, it sounds like, especially if we can get all this, um, you know, some money raised for a great cause. So by the time this podcast goes live, hopefully on our end, we have figured it out. And KisnerFoundation.com is up, ready. Next, what would that be? Next Tuesday would be us playing Kisner. So you guys got to drive your asses down here. It's like nine hours. Yeah, it's a good poke. That's not gonna, bad. No, but I'm going to get a nice stretch in as soon as I arrive. The um, Yeah, I'm going to be playing Kevin Kisner in a scramble and then uh, running to go see a pizza review and see, see if we can get the pizza review done. But um, I am uh, I'm jacked up for it. And also, like, you know, anyone listening to this, you could tell that um, Kisner really wants to raise money for the, for the foundation. So, like, this guy's driving from where he lives. I mean, I don't know how long of a drive that is, three or four hours. Like, I think it's like four, four and a half hours. Four or four and a half hours to come play us idiots in a scramble just to raise awareness for his foundation, which is helping people with COVID and all the foundation stuff that he always does. So, um, you know, help us out, help him out by helping the foundation out. Um, help us help them. That's, I, I like, you know, help everyone. everyone I think you did pretty good on the first count. Every single person help everyone. And we'll get this done. It's, I mean, you want to talk about fucking entertaining. Like, Kevin Kiss is just going to. He's going to tear us to pieces now. See, I started this podcast saying that we were going to destroy him and he is going to rip us apart. I, um, I, you know, I did text him once this all came up and was like, Hey, I know we were kind of talking about trying to figure out a way to do some match. What do you think about if we, if we could get a scramble against you, would you? And he was like, I'll kill you guys. And I was very adamantly like, I think like, do you know how to scramble works? I think we could beat you. 
And he was like, look, it's a four hour drive. I got family. I got all that shit. But if we can raise some money, I will come to Pinehurst and I will prove to you guys that I can kill you from 7,600 yards. You get to experience my golf course. You get to experience what we play weekend and week out. You get to experience what it's like to hit a really good drive and a really good second shot and still be nowhere near the hole and have an impossible up and down like we do every freaking week. So yeah, I'll drive that far if we could raise some money. So help us out kisnerfoundation.com he said throw me on the podcast let's hash these details out and figure it out so we can get this on the books and i'll make reason to drive over there and beat you guys so that's what we're doing go to kisnerfoundation.com we'll get the website we'll tweak the website make sure it all makes sense we'll raise a bunch of money and we'll play kids and it'll be fucking phenomenal okay beautiful there's other stuff to get to uh the golf world of course did not just um did not uh, has not just been sleeping it's been figuring out ways to uh get involved to put on some live golf we've got i think it's like june 11th that the tour is actually returning we've got sunday this next sunday um which we'll get into the tiger phil tom brady peyton manning match and then we had yesterday uh first live golf since this whole thing began since the first round of the players championship with uh seminal rory ricky dj matt wolf it was, in my opinion, overall, great. It was a great thing to see. It was cool to see a golf course like Seminole, Donald Ross. We've been talking a lot about Donald Ross and the Greens and Pinehurst number two. Well, Seminole's another one of his gems. Um, it's up there in the rankings all the time in Florida on the coast. It looked beautiful. The Greens were treacherous. Balls were rolling off them, which was cool. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty cool. We'll get into a lot of it, but what were your guys' just kind of general quick thoughts of the thing? Were you captivated? Did you watch all of it? What did you think? Yeah, oh, I, I, mean, I found myself going in and out a little bit, but I tend to do that a lot with golf tournaments. I mean, I think the, the, like the middle of the tournaments or the middle of a round, you know, I'll be on my phone. I'll switch the channel from time to time. Um, I thought the beginning was a little awkward for sure. Um, I thought that the banter almost felt like it was a little bit forced at one point. Um, but like, it was cool to just watch. Like, I got, it was cool to see guys playing such a cool golf course that you would never see. I know I'm saying the word cool a million times here, but that's what it was. It was just like, <laughs> it was just different to watch DJ and Rory pick up their own golf bag. Like they were in high school golf and like walk up to their own, like their own balls on the green and read their own greens. You can tell that like some of their like pace was off and some of their reads were off without having like their caddies to talk things out and stuff. Like I know Wolf was having a couple of wild pace issues that some like he was blowing balls by blaming like the greens and stuff i was like this that's just like what it would be like for like us to go out there and it looked like just regular guys out there except they were hitting the balls fucking 320 yards and 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 drilling greens (laughs) at a rapid pace we'll fit that balls 368 it's like what world are we living in but we need to stop setting the expectation for trash talk so high i think we are now since like the the first match and we we're like oh this is going to be crazy tiger and phil are going to be going to each other's throats it obviously was a bit of a letdown and then yesterday we were thinking okay we've got you know rory's a could be a good shit talker that'll be interesting i think now we've taken it too far where we think these guys are just going to be savages when the, when in reality they're just all really good golfers who are pretty mild-mannered and they're going to go out there and do their thing like the what was the the Rory he's like I made twenty five million dollars off FedEx bonuses that made people go crazy but everything else was just sort of normal so I think we are now setting such an unrealistic expectation for trash talk that we're disappointed every time one of these things happens yeah I agree I think that that needs to not be pinned every time as the main draw for these right. things. 
And, and, you know, I was tweeting about it a lot yesterday with the kind of camaraderie and the friendship and the banter. And what you get is like, even if you told us like, um, okay, you guys are going to go out there. You're going to play with Webb Simpson, um, Riggs and Trent, and you need to banter with Webb Simpson for four hours. You're going to be mic'd up. It would be brutal. Like, it wouldn't be that I don't think we have any personality. It wouldn't be that Webb Simpson, I think, doesn't have any personality, even though I think he doesn't. But it would be like, that's just not normal. That's like who in the middle. Of the, and you could tell Rory was trying to do that. Rory yes. like clearly gone through a, um, a, a pre-production thing where they were like banter. People were talking a lot about banter. So Rory was like, that's what happens when you win two FedEx Cups or whatever. And it was like, it just, it was weird. It was like, what? Whereas I think if you had four legitimate friends, like even if you just mic'd us up playing with each other for four hours, it would be way more natural because that's just how we interact. Like if you did the spring break boys, a lot of people were kind of throwing them out there. It would just be natural. I mean, Smiley Kaufman can't compete, so you can't do that anymore. But like that would legitimately be natural. That's how they banter. That's how they chirp each other. Those are the same jokes that they make when they play against each other. Even if you took four random guys, who were followers of foreplay, who were best buddies, the banter would be better listening to them than it would be listening to these guys because they're not genuinely buddies who like play all the time with each other. And that's obvious. So the banter stuff, the chirping, the trash talking, I do think it needs to be simmered down. We need to not make that a main ex- uh, um, expectation and almost just like, let it ride, like do mic them up, have them carrying their own bags and playing a course like Seminole and just watch like DJ marking the ball with his T on the first hole, because like a, he was either just too lazy to reach in his other pocket or B he had just like not prepared his pockets. Like we've all been there before. You're like, Oh, my pockets just aren't prepared. Like I didn't have the time on the first T to be like, I have my favorite ball marker. I have seven T's. I have a glove in my pocket. I have the scorecard is dotted up. So like sometimes on the second or third hole, you finally get to the point where you like, you be, you have an intimate relationship with your golf bag where you go through it and you're like, okay, golf bag, I need these things. And now I'm ready to go. That was very obvious that like that DJ wasn't there yet. Um, so that was cool. That was Dude. natural. The carrying their own bags was cool. It was natural. Them like clearly not having a ton of experience at Seminole. Like I think at one point, Matt Wolf, you could hear him ask Ricky, like, uh, is my ball in that bunker? Or is like, and Ricky's like, yeah, it's like 290 because you knew like Matt Wolf didn't know the course as well as Ricky knew it. Like that shit was very, very natural and relatable, which I thought was great. The announcers kept alluding to DJ not being prepared for the match. Like it was almost like he didn't find out about it until two days before. At one point, one of the, one of the announcers was like, yeah, I don't think DJ realized how big a deal that there were going to be like millions of people watching this until a couple days ago, which was very on brand for DJ. He's just like, yeah, I guess I'll show up and that'll be, that'll be fun. And then it's millions of people watching. He doesn't have his pockets ready. That was very on brand for DJ. I, I reached into my pocket today to, to go mark something. And I pulled out my uh, AirPods case. Did you mark with the AirPods case? Oh, I was like halfway oh. down. I was just like, what, like what I looked around the green. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, I just wasn't prepared. Nothing. I, I've been there a million times. I'm not usually prepared until the second when I get to, to the 10th tee, I'm usually like, all right, it's time to start like acting like we're on a golf course here. Let's figure out what's going on in the pockets. I can't keep like picking up tees on the tee boxes. I know I have a million tees in my bag. Let's figure it out. Like, Well, some but, courses do the scorecard after the first green, which is actually a great move yes. because like you forget or you're in a rush or whatever. So then you pick up the scorecard after the first like hole, that. which is sweet. But I do think DJ, he, he didn't seem prepared or like just seemed like aloof to the whole situation because yeah, he marked his ball. Then he like proceeded to walk off after like pounding a drive, like walk off the tee box and then have to circle back and get his bag. Like he just seemed like 
where's where's my brother? Like I pay him, he should be here. His job is to literally help me at every turn. Where is he? And like, he just wasn't there to help him out, which I thought was like great. DJ also didn't say much, which I was expecting, but like, I do agree with Trent that like you build up the banter and sometimes like, let's just not build up nothing. Like they've got to be buddies. It's got to make like sense to talk to somebody. But I do think the sneakiest thing was usually a picture like doesn't do something justice, but I thought Seminole was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like even just through the lens of the camera, usually it doesn't come out. People try to picture pictures of the moon or whatever. That never works. That course was spectacular. I actually um, disagree with you. I thought it didn't really well on TV as it probably does in real life. Dude, on like the 12th tee or something, like they're looking back and there's, I thought it, uh, yeah, I mean. I just think because of like it's a Donald Ross, it's got the undulation in the greens. I just feel like if you were there, it'd be so much more like awe-inspiring. Obviously, you could say that about any golf course, but like yeah. Pebble Beach plays on TV. You're like, holy shit, look at that place. Like, Augusta plays on TV. Like, this was just like, I don't know, some of the drone shots and the aerial shots were just like, all right, like, yeah, there's sand on either side of the green, of the fairway. But, like, I think if you're there, you're like, holy shit, look at the difference in the coloring between all this bunkering on the right and the fucking fairway. And look at these greens. They're like huge crowned greens. And, like, I I was actually pretty, like, unimpressed by the footage of the golf course. Half the time I I wasn't even paying attention to it. It's funny because there's like there's emerged like a uh, um, people talking about the fact that there's long been a debate of half the people that go to Seminole are like eh, it's a little overrated like it's you know thirteenth twelfth ranked course in the country or the world like it was great but it wasn't didn't blow me away I think I was talking with Lynx Gems who said like there's only really one view of the ocean and the water when you're actually playing the course. Um, and that's on like the 14 T box. And he's like, so people kind of go with this expectation of what it's going to be. And it's, it's almost similar in a lot of ways to like Piners number two, where it's like, if you, if you're deep in kind of like architecture and Ross and appreciative of certain stuff that it might uh, speak to you a little differently um, than others. And, and some people would laugh and be like Piners number two, uh, is a million times better than Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is just on cliffs, and that's what people love about it, but it's not like a real – and then other people would laugh and be like, uh, have you seen Pebble Beach, and have you seen, like, the the trees of North Carolina you're comparing the two? That's crazy. Piners are way more beautiful. So it's funny that you guys would have that different feeling because that's been reflected a lot forever, it sounds like, on Seminole and people's kind of reaction to Seminole. Now, how it was presented on TV – I thought a little bit of both of it. Like a lot of their drone shots I thought were amazing. Like them pulling back from the clubhouse and you get like palm trees, Donald Ross bunkering, ocean, your dunes are like, holy fuck. And then sometimes it did kind of look like some of the holes looked similar. They all just kind of looked alike. Like, oh yeah, there's a pond and there's like a ton of bunkers. (laughs) There was like obviously a shit ton of bunkers. Um, So I kind of went in and out of it. Sometimes I thought like, wow, this hole looks stunning. And then sometimes I looked and I was like, are they still on that same hole that looks like the hole from the front nine that I look? So I was a little bit both ways on it. Overall, I thought uh, it, my takeaway from it was like, it looked like an insanely fun course to play. It looked like you could miss off the tee anywhere. Yeah. Like you could hit your tee ball anywhere and find it and have a shot. It looked like everything was pretty much mown down and you, there was like almost no rough, which I love that kind of golf because I drive the ball all over God's green earth. So like that was, that was, that just seemed like a really fun, enjoyable place uh, to play so um so yeah I, it's interesting that you guys would have two different takes on that because it seems like there's been two pretty strong different takes for a long time 
I do agree that that place does look and feel like a playpen. Like once you're inside that yeah. place, you can spray it anywhere off the tee and you'll have some sort of shot in like the fairway seemed wide. And then you're just kind of in like a wasteland bunker. If you miss that. Um, and like that kind of golf is great. Cause you just get up to the tee box and have like a beer in you or whatever. And you just like rip it. And then you got some sort of look into the green. Um, and that place definitely looked like that. It was just kind of this tight, you know, like knocked off rectangle in this beautiful place. place yeah. You know, Matt Janella, who, I, who we've had on the show a couple of times, who's a buddy of mine who I fucking love. He's an awesome guy, and he's been all over the place. And his tweet about uh, Seminole yesterday, he said, I like Seminole and the club and the hang, what little experience I've had, more than the course. He said, number two over Seminole for me. And then, you know, he's just like, I miss golf. But his, his point was kind of like you said, playpen, and apparently the hang and the scene at Seminole. And it's, it is on the – it's like, you know, you're right on the beach or near the beach. Um, combined with like Donald Ross's attempt in Florida is like supposed to be awesome. And some people saying they like it more necessarily than the actual hardcore nuts and bolts of the golf course. So, um, but it was cool to see. It was cool to see Seminole. And overall, I thought it was a great product. I thought Matt Wolf sounded like he was 11 years old. Uh, he, he did. He, he couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. He just couldn't stop overly laughing at things. And it seemed like Ricky and, and Rory and DJ were just, not that they weren't, like they weren't weren't happy with it. It was just like he was on a different wavelength than the rest of them. Yeah, um, it was like I mean, he's the little guy among superstars, right? right? He doesn't know how to carry himself in that aspect. I think he was trying. It's almost like how we or I um, always shit on Bryson for trying to like make his brand be like the science thing. Like he was trying to make his brand. I feel like in this match, like the underdog young guy that like you know he. He can muck it up and do the hip thrusters. And he's the funny, like, you know, boy that he, like, he has his boys in his group chat. And, like, he, he's the everyday golfer. Like, that's the kind of vibe I was getting from him with the way he was, like, giggling and talking. And a lot of things he was doing was weird. I'm not the biggest Wolf fan. I can't watch him do that little hitch thing. It makes me want to throw up. Dude, like, go Pokes. What the fuck? I, I, I wanted to say a disclaimer. Like, regardless of what I'm about to say, still go Pokes. Like, I'm not the biggest Ricky fan either. So, like, I don't really know what I'm doing with the Pokes. I like their fucking logo. You they like the sent mascot. you a sticker. That's it. They sent me a sticker. That's it. And I've often said, like, if you want me to adopt your college golf team, send me stickers. I think, like, Ohio, I think, I think Oklahoma State's the only school that sent me a sticker. So, that's why I say go Pokes all the time. But, I like, think Minnesota's Wolf, my like, team. Minnesota golf's my golf team. I'm a Rutgers guy. Golf was sick. And I don't like, have one. We went into their fucking like outdoor simulator thing, and I was ripping drives at their fucking facility, like three hundred yards. That was like the funnest day ever. Yeah, you're also to the Big Ten golf. At their little indoor facility. A kid in my hometown, Chris Goderup, just uh, announced Big Ten Player of the Year, Rutgers guy. Mm. Oh, Let's wow. go Rutgers golf. Okay, hey, you got your team. College golf talk on fucking four. <laughs> little college <laughs> golf talk. Like um, outside of uh, Rory saying the twenty-five million dollar thing to Wolf, I don't know if they interacted at any point <laughs> after that. Like, they were on different golf courses, it seemed like. And I don't know if that was by design, but it was just very strange. Yeah, it was also Matt Wolf for the first 12 holes. I felt like he was in his pocket on every hole. It was like, and I had bet on Wolf and Ricky. So I was like, what is wrong with this guy? And they they would zoom in, and, like, one of the holes is Tracer was, like, right down the middle, and they zoomed in on his ball, and it just disappeared into a bush. And I was like, what the – what does this guy do though? Like the second or third hole, they showed him just hacking it around in the dunes and they just like <laughs> wouldn't stop showing him. And I felt bad, you know, when like all your buddies are up by the green and you're back there and you're like, I just, Oh my God. I want to get up to the green with you guys, but I just like, 
I don't, I can't just pick up my ball. It's like, I need to play. I want to play this golf course. And it's just, he that's, was so yeah. that's exactly how I felt at Beth Page Black when we played. <laughs> I could not, you could not have more perfectly described my day at Beth Page Black than, than Matthew Wolf trying to catch up to Rory, DJ, and Ricky at Seminole. Fuck. It's so funny you guys said that because I was trying to come up with a tweet yesterday. I was trying to get the right picture, but there was one time, and I don't know what hole it was, six, seven, whatever, but he was in the bunker, in the fairway bunker, and he, he hit it left, like it went like seven inches to his left. He took like a full swing and barely went anywhere. And like Rory and DJ and all them were all up on the green, and he's like hundreds of yards away, like 160, 150 yards away. And they pan from the green where you can actually see like Rory's like shoulder, and they go over his shoulder and they're zooming in. And you see Wolf like going back to his bag, picking it up, and he schleps it over his shoulder, and he's looking down, like walking through the trees and the dunes. And I'm like, I tried to get the right image because you can't fucking take videos and put it on your Twitter, I guess. Like, I, I was nervous about that. It's like, we got to get back into that. I was trying to do that all, all day, and I kept deleting them because, like, I forgot that you can't, like, fucking film sports on TV. We haven't been yeah. in that mode for so long. Um, but it's that is the every – like, I've been in that situation, and you guys just said it, like, so often where either I've been on the green looking back at the guy being like, look at this fucking guy, like, pick it up like you want to scream like pick it up like we'll grab on the next one or your wolf where you're just like finish up finish up yeah. i'm done like you're giving them that wave like like stop looking at me you fuckers like go putt like yeah I, I get it you're on the green don't look over here like <laughs> i'm exposed over here like go fucking putt like you're looking at me like i'm some fucking needy child like like you're waiting for me to get on the green don't fucking worry about me i'll take a fucking five on the scorecard whatever right in your like face you don't need to tell me dude, i'll take what I'm gonna dude, i'll do take a i'll take a 12 right in your face i don't give a fuck i'll, I'll make it a, a fucking who are you, who are you gonna fight me like it's my fucking game don't look at me back here you know i'm struggling i don't give a <laughs> shit on the flip side though rory my love for him is bordering on the inappropriate he is just magnificent so seeing him find, hit a golf ball again is fantastic he just crushes those drives and with the shot tracer it's perfect every single time I, I love that guy people tell us to like bring the club back slow and like i mean have you seen him hit a fucking drive he is vicious he chirped uh ricky he was like oh a little fairway finder on one hole i forget what it was but um and then matt wolf like responded to rory like what do you mean that was crushed or something and rory just didn't say anything and then rory was next up to play and just put his like 25 yards pass and i was like he that is so viciously I uh, I was stunned a few times at Matthew Wolf's drives. Like he, you know, he, he want to fucking puke though. Two, I know you don't like him. Two holes in a row, he he or he he would be in his pocket, and then the next hole would be the long drive for like four hundred thousand dollars, which was crazy. And he would hit one three sixty nine. Yeah, and you're just like what the what with that motion? How does he do that? So. He pounds it. He is 21, which, you know, I was making these these little quips about, like, he, he's acting like a child, and he is kind of a child. But still, I think there's 21-year-olds. Like, Jordan Spieth, when he's 21 and, like, contending and winning Masters wasn't, you know, <laughs> giggling it up like a, like a school child. So he did come off way more immature, and those guys did say that. Like, when we had Morikawa on, that he was like, yeah, no, he's by far the least mature one of the group. And that was so obvious, and it's – it's almost was tough, like, because I, I would have rather them had the the mic'd up thing, like, be listenable for a f- consistent stream throughout the whole thing. But it almost felt like every time they cut to it, you were, like, out of context on their banter. Yeah. And then it was like, you'd get a weird, like, he would over giggle. And then it was like, is Rory just not talking to Matt Wolf? And it was like, DJ, is DJ not talking to anyone? And 
And the whole thing was like, I thought Ricky handled it well. He's pretty smooth, cool customer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they were Rory watching Rory hit a driver is as magnificent as you said, Trent, as I remembered it. And it just, he was flawless yesterday with his driver. He just rips it every time. Yeah. What, I is, don't, that hit, what is that hitch that Wolf does? What is it? I know everyone talks about it. It's like famous. Like, what is he doing? What it is, is bordering on like um, Bryson, like all cut the same length in terms of like how much people talk it does about does nothing it. for it's his, not his point, well, So it's supposedly like that's his, where he bends to that first motion is impact. That's what he wants for impact. So he like fakes gets there and then like pulls back and goes through a swing to mimic where he wants to be. But again, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can't we, tell me I mean, it's wrong. We can't say He's, like, cause we talk about on the show, like we like, we think Jim Furyk's swing is interesting. Then you can't go and say like Matthew Wolf's drives. You crazy. His swing, bro. That's not his, like that hitch is just, it's Charles Barkley. Trigger. They call it his trigger, right? Yeah. Like, like Nick He's got a mental problem. Like something like, it's like Charles Barkley. It's a mental block. He can't like, it's like, it's like a twitch. Every time it makes me just nauseous. I just can't, it's, it's just ugly to look at. It's, it's, yeah, that's fine. That's different though than saying like, you know, ugly. I do agree. Like it's not a pretty swing. I don't even hideous. like watch him really swing. What'd you say? Idiot. He's hideous. <laughs> Grotesque. His swing is grotesque. It's jarring. You know, you go from watching Rory and DJ to yeah, Wolf. It's jarring. Beautiful swan is what Rory is, and then you get this fucking grotesque beaver out there, just like, <laughs> just like the ugliest animal you can think of. That swing is just so disgusting. Rory's is. swing is majestic. Like him, he also he's just fit. Like fit as a like he's jacked. And the, when he swings, you're like, oh, like that could miss the flagstick. It's perfect. There's nothing out of place. And nothing looks like it hurts. Like when I swing or if I play, if I play 36 holes by the 14th hole of the second, like I am in pain the way I'm swinging. You're like, that is, he is slugging at the golf ball. Rory, it's just like, and you're like, oh, beautiful. I tweeted it, but he just looks so good in golf clubs. That's like. I saw that. I like that too. I mean, it's true. It's, It's like him and Tiger, two guys who just, they look like they were born to wear golf clothes. They just, everything falls on them perfectly. I also love hearing you and seeing you talk about it because you're like nervously smiling as you confess your like obsession with Rory McIlroy. He's <laughs> just one of, the, one of the one of the greats we got in the game. Like he, everybody else is just not up to par with him. He is in a whole different class by himself. I mean, he like made Trent, uh, you know, switch citizenship to like Northern Ireland during the Ryder Cup because That's not Trent true. likes him so much. It's That's like, not true. I know a well-documented love affair that he's had I always with ride with Team USA. I just love Rory a lot. Rory's great. I don't disagree. He really is. Trent? Do I think he's attractive? Yeah, think I think like attractiveness and his like his aura is what drive, is it pulls you to him? 100%. He's got like a gravitational pull to him. He's a superstar. And what's amazing is you want to talk about grotesque. He was one of the ugliest motherfuckers on the planet a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, we talked about his comeback story. His oh, glow up, his glow up is one of the biggest I've ever I've ever seen. He looked like a fucking I don't even know what. <laughs> Imagine like, if this uh, this thing someone, where we scramble like and play pros, bro, blows up and we play and just rustled his face around right before he <laughs> the first day and he was like, just like he I, I'm sure he would say, like, if you asked him, like, why did you end up getting in shape? He'd be like, oh, I wanted the golf ball further. I want to take care of myself. But in deep down, he's got to look at those old pictures and be like, I need to get as far away from that image as I can. And I'm just going to sprint in the other direction. And he has. He's jacked. He looks great. But even oh. in yesterday's telecast, 
they pulled up like an old picture of him and Ricky, and it was like, boy, that is just a tough thing to look at. <laughs> Dude, there was a point where he was. He, I, I looked at it and I just went, ugly. Like, you're so fucking ugly. He's so fuck. Dude, you were so ugly when you were younger. So ugly, hideous. Dude, I point at the screen and went, ew. <laughs> There was a point where his glow up was so strong that he was fucking pouring water on Meghan Markle. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That was it's when he was time. winning majors back to back. He was like untouchable. And then remember what tournament was it? I'm, I should remember when the blonde was on the tee box. Just oh like, yeah, just pushing her hair up and down and like looking. And Rory's not even paying attention. That was like one of my early blogs. I remember. That's why I remember it so vividly. I don't remember what tournament, but Bridgestone. Bridgestone. Yeah. He was he was like on top of the world. Girls were on the tee box, literally like, "Fuck me, just do it right now, please." <laughs> uh, Jackpocket lets you play Mega Million, so you know we're talking about glow ups. That would probably help with a glow up. Uh, Jackpocket lets you play Mega Millions, Powerball, and tons of other official state lottery games right on your phone. Play for your chance to win tonight's Mega Millions jackpot of over three hundred million dollars. That's a what? lot of dough, right on Wait your a phone. You can play this on your phone. Yep, you go to jackpocket.com slash barstool to get your free Mega Millions or Powerball ticket when you download the app and make a deposit. It's that simple, Frankie. Jackpocket is now live in New Jersey, Texas, and five other states, and players on Jackpocket have won over $9 million in lottery prizes, including a college football player in Minnesota who won $1 million on Powerball. Must be 18 or older to play. Jackpocket is not affiliated with and is not an agent of any state lottery, please visit jackpocket.com slash TOS for full terms of ser- of uh, service. So uh, Powerball, Mega Millions, $300 million. You're going to like that. You go to jackpocket.com slash barstool. Imagine winning a million dollars on your phone. Imagine winning $300 million. That'd be cool. You, you got Hey, listen about this. Listen to my little take here. You got to be in it to win it. I often say everyone's like, you know, I want to win jackpot one day. I want to win. I want to win the mega millions. Like, well, like, have you ever played? Or do you think someone's just going to knock on your door one day and just give you the mega millions? Like you have to play and buy a ticket to win. I say it to people all the time. Like my girlfriend, like, we have to win Powerball one day. I'm like, well, you haven't bought a Powerball ticket in four years. So like, what do you mean we have to win? We should be buying a ticket once a week. Well, a couple dollars here and there. You're in. You're in the lottery. Let's do it. I couldn't agree more. And I've also another big one is people say, like, do you realize the chances of you winning? Do you know how small they are? It's a waste of money. And I always say, do you realize that someone will win it? Some, And they have, with their little ticket, the same chance that I have. And they're going to win it. So, like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Also, it's like a buck or two here and there. And then you're in the mix for 300 million bucks. It's like, I'm in. You're in contention. You're yeah, in contention. Right. I at least have a chance. You sit on the sideline, you got no chance. Scared money don't make money. Mm. The, day, the day before, you and the person who wins it are in the same amount of contention for the $300 million. Yeah. And you could buy $100 worth of tickets or you could buy two. You're still in it, right? Yes. So it's like, like, I'm in the fight. It's exciting. Listen, there's a thing going on at 7 o'clock. They're going to announce these numbers, and you have a chance to win. As opposed to if you were just laying at home, with two dollars just spread around inside your belly button as you watch fucking Jeopardy doing nothing, like you might as well just be like, "Oh yeah, there's something going on on TV real quick." They're gonna announce these numbers. There is a chance it may be minuscule, it may be finite, but there's a chance that tomorrow 
you know, I'm going to be jizzing out gold because I'm worth a <laughs> million dollars, right? Like, I remember my mom hit on three numbers one time and I was like, oh my God. Like, you're going to make, you're going to make so much money. She won like $63 and I was like, come on. Would dude. you, if let's say you had the winning ticket for Mega, oh Mega Millions, right? Would you want to like be able to watch it live like as the numbers come on or would you want it to be that thing where like you kind of forgot you had a ticket and the next day you heard there's like a winner in your state and you like like you just like you just like check the ticket in like your drawer and you like oh like let me let me go online and check the numbers and like as you're going you're like oh no shit. live when they do they still do the little popcorn bowl yeah, thing so. oh you gotta watch that I think, no I, I think if I watched it live I would legitimately have a heart attack as soon as the last number hit I would die from a massive a cardiovascular accident because it would just be a real I would be so much going on in my head i would think it was rigged i'd be like no they like um, i'm dreaming right like the numbers i wanted to pop up in that screen popped up and there's something going on <laughs> like right. i screamed 17 and she was like 17 like <laughs> oh shit fucking what's her name yolanda vega you know yolanda vega i don't know that no oh, man she may be the new york one she this is yolanda vega oh hmm. great Oh, she is all time. She says it just like that. It's amazing. If you know her name, you're watching the lottery quite a bit. Oh, Yolanda Vega is famous because of the way she says it. This is Yolanda Vega. It's like, oh, shit, the fucking Powerball's on. You hear it ring through the fucking house. You're like, oh, shit, Yolanda Vega's on? It's also worth the price of a ticket to, because of how exciting it is for a couple of days to imagine what you would do with the $300 million. Right, because you get to have that conversational chat. What are you going to do? I'm going to go in and kick the door just down to my company, throw my laptop at them, and then go do like a world trip. You know, like you can do whatever you want. This is when the offices start getting the pools together and everyone starts signing the back of the cards because you're like, well, when I win, I want to be able to make sure that my signature's on here. and that, <laughs> Like, we're all fucking planning, like – legality what are we gonna do so i don't get sued when i win this 300 million dollars um i mean dude at the restaurant we used to go in pools all the time with all yeah. the fucking waiters and boy like we were like we're getting out we're getting out of here boys like pirelli's <laughs> is going out. big tonight <laughs> <laughs> we're taking this shit international fucking crepes we're going to france like let's do this shit it is it's worth it it is uh i always thought i would buy i would I wouldn't buy necessarily. I would maybe rent one of those mega yachts if that's even a possibility and just do one year and travel around the entire world. And my friends. Are you guys friends... hearing this fucking dog right now? Are you guys, dog? Hearing, dog? Are you guys hearing my dog going absolutely fucking batshit uh, oh, crazy? I just heard him, yeah. I actually I didn't know, hear anything until you said something. I do have a dog. Are what you kidding me? What's the dog's name? His name is Jeter. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Remember where you were when. Yeah, was that the 11th hole? Beth Page yeah. Black, Fairway, got the alert, Derek Jeter, 3,000th hit against the Tampa Bay Rays off David Price. I lied about that shit for years. I said I was, I said I was in front of that TV. I called my dad and I was like, I can't believe it. I'm crying. I'm watching it. I was on the fucking fairway, man. We shared a moment like, oh, my God, isn't this amazing? I was like, I can't believe it. Oh, you just lied to your That's dad the, flat out? I lied to everyone. No, everyone was like, like did you see it? I was like, yep. That's just that's just proof you were a sick fuck. We moved. Yeah, man. That's he just confessed it on this podcast. Of you. Yeah, he never told anyone until the podcast. Like, yeah, I just didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to let people know I was on the golf course and missed it. It's a bummer. It's a real. It's a real sad story. But I don't know if we were going to move on from uh, the match from from Sunday, but I did want to say I would, I would be. Well, no, we don't have to move on. What I was going to say is I would be remiss not to mention uh, a little bit too much Bill Murray. Just a little bit. 
too much Bill Murray. I know he he has actually become a controversial figure on the internet. For a long time, it was nothing but love. This man cannot miss. Everything he does is amazing. Oh my gosh, Bill Murray did it again. To now, it has shifted to almost feels like a 50-50 split where it's people still love him, but there's also people like, all right, I have officially had enough of Bill Murray, and the only reason people think he's funny is because everyone tells you that Bill Murray is super funny. I think I'm more in the, in the latter camp because yesterday his camera was tilted, LOL, that's super you know, wacky, but he, he just he was on for a little bit too long. Yeah, I would say a lot of it too long. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's not even like Bill Murray is one of the all time great Bill Murray in cinematic history has delivered some of the biggest belly laughs that I will ever experience in my entire life. Like he is hilarious. I can also say like, I don't think it's Bill Murray's fault. I think they're overexposing Bill Murray. I think they're putting him in situations as an older version of himself that isn't going to bring out the best in Bill Murray. And yesterday was a great example of that, where it was like Tariko and Bill Murray and their connection was just, just enough like off on their timing that they were speaking over each other. And then he's trying to throw it to the golfers and trying to update people on the golf. But then Bill Murray had a little bit. And then it was like, then Tariko was like trying to laugh and like, Oh yeah, Bill, what were you saying about your golf game? And then Bill Murray's like, I'm on to a new bit. And it just was like, the whole thing just wasn't working. And then they had the chance at a commercial break to cut him off and then they came back with more bill murray it was almost like he so the whole thing was just it was a miss it, it's not a, a negative like indictment on bill murray it was just not the right setting not the right time not the right execution and they just should have done without bill murray it happens a lot with all comedic actors i feel like right like so bill murray is overexposed every time he comes on the screen it's like make us laugh funny man you want him to be <laughs> You know, you want him to be fucking Caddyshack like Bill Murray and like all these historically great characters he's been, but he's just not going to be that like when he's on a fucking golf pod uh, on the, on a golf stream, um, you know, trying to help the commentary a little bit. Like you, little bits here and there just to see him would be nice. But like you said, it was way too long. We see this often with like Steve Martin will come back to SNL and do these fucking bits and like they try and reenact the golden ages of SNL and it's like you, you're you're you want to throw up. It's so bad. It's, it's some of the worst comedy of all time. Sometimes these guys will open up like Academy award shows and stuff. And the, all this, like when it's overexposed for comedic actors, you have all this expectations of them. It's the same thing with like, we want the banter and golf. Like yep. you have all this expectations going in and they're not going to be that funny. They're not going to be like what you remember them to be because they're not like in the movies you love them in. And they're not doing the scenes that you love. Will Ferrell is another great example. Every time yep. Will Ferrell's on like a podcast or or like he was on like hot ones. Like he wasn't like that funny in like that po- on that on that video hot ones. Like you're like, come on, be Step Brothers, Will Ferrell, be you know what I mean? Like be the guy that makes us laugh, be that funny man, like go crazy. But like he's, it's not gonna be that all the time. So I agree with you, Riggs. Uh, I'm not saying that Trent didn't say this, but like, you know, it's it's not really his fault at this point. Like, what is he supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to do? You're on the fucking screen for that long. We. What is he supposed to just like hit himself? And I almost, like a fucking cat, like a, like a, I think that's totally fair. I think everything you said is totally fair. Yeah, I almost would have rather just like get Bill Murray's insight on like what's going on in the golf. And, and I think like within him talking, he'll probably make a funny jab or two and it'll be fine. But instead of like it had to be a buffet and it's like, no, just like, you know, can we get, can we just get your, your legitimate thoughts? I feel like um, when like Seth MacFarlane is on stuff, like he actually has very insightful. Yep interesting insight like uh, um kind of like uh 
additions to what the conversation is. He's on like panels or he'll, and, and, and then he slips into like a character and does like a little funny thing while also carrying on a very interesting conversation about stuff. And it's like kind of a combo. If he makes you laugh, it's interesting. You learn something. And I almost feel like you got to give Bill Murray maybe that chance instead of like, don't come on and just have to do all wacky stuff. Like you're a fucking golfer. Like, have you played Seminole? What do you think about this? I'm a big yeah. fan of Rory actually. And he could make you laugh. And it just wasn't that it was like, like Frankie said, it was pointing at him and being like, make us laugh, funny man. And it, it is just true. Wasn't. That's such a good point. Anytime where you're like, funny man, do a funny, <clears throat> it's not going to be funny. It's no. just, no. especially with the setting and the Zoom. Yeah, I guess I, maybe I was a little too critical from the top. I, it's just, I just know that it, whenever Bill Murray appears on my TV, Twitter is very much divided down the middle about how they feel about what's going on. Yeah, he, yeah. he's only. He, uh, he's always on a golf course now, so you always see him and you expect him to be this, like, what is he supposed to say that's really that funny about fucking golf? And then, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's like that with everything, though. So it's just overexposure in it. And I, I would do away with all the commentary completely. Like, just let us hear the banter 24-7. Go to your couple commercials that you need to go to and let us come back. I don't need to hear Mike Tirico talking ever during those things. Like, I, like the Tiger and Phil and, and that match, like, I would be perfectly fine if they turned on the camera and just said, go. And, like, we just get to watch. I don't need to know what hole we're on. I don't need to know all the history of the golf course. I don't need to hear any of that shit. Nothing. Right. Just let me hear everything they're saying. If Tiger is fucking coughing, I want to hear it. Like, yeah, like if, everything. If they could open up their brands enough to just be like, okay, we're going to submit this and whatever, you have to be of a certain age or you have to, like, sign something to watch it because that would be the coolest thing because then you would honestly feel like you're just walking with the group or you're, like, the caddy of the group as they kind of enjoy the round together. That would be so cool. But I just think those brands are so protected. There's just no way that would happen unless it's, you know, like us. And I think that's why groups like, you know, Barstool Foreplay exists because it's uninterrupted content and, like, you're right there with them and it's not protected. In any I, I think they'll – I think that the Tiger Phil one, from what I hear, is going to be more like that. And I even think there's a chance they're going to have like a an, a separate offering. So if you don't That's want sweet. the uh, highly produced kind of whole production with the commentators in the mix, you just want pure give me the mic'd up audio the whole time, I think there's an op- going to be an option for that or something, or something closer to that. Now, I do think with like – the Tarico and you have to have that to some degree because they need to at some point have someone plug the charity, plug what they're doing, talk about tailor-made, talk about right because otherwise these people wouldn't have come together to make this fucking happen unless they're getting kind of their their time and you can't have like Rory is not going to be walking down the fairway being like all right how about tailor-made you know it's like yeah. so that that is required but it needs to be significantly more minimal it's less is more uh, it's not fucking Tarico and Bill Murray talking over what's all like going on and those guys chirping each other on the eighth green. That should not be it at all. Like, even though I had this scoop, I don't think like President Trump calling in even was like it was it it turned way more people off than I think it like added to the broadcast. Like, I don't know how difficult it is to say no to the president if he wants to call in and be like, I want to be part of this live broadcast. Like, you might have to just let that happen a little bit. But the overall takeaway for me is like. Less is more. Give us the golfers. It was really pure and cool how the guys were carrying their bags. Give us more into that. Let us just, like, 
experience it. Like you said, let us walk with the group. We're going to be distracted watchers and viewers anyways. Like we're kind of half on our phone in between shots. Like they're going to have to spend a minute or two walking up to the green. So like we can just hear what they're talking about and hear what they're chatting about and give us that kind of full experience into the mic'd up audio. And I think that would have been better than what they were doing. So hopefully we get more of that next week. I have to say, a couple of weeks ago, I got a box of clothing from a company called Freefly. Their clothing is made from butter soft bamboo. That's right, folks. Butter soft bamboo, sort of like Frankie's skin. Butter soft bamboo. And I got to say, it's incredible. First impression, it's like silky. It's comfortable. They've got a good mix. They've got like outdoor wear. They've got things you can wear around town. They've got things you wear on the golf course. Freefly was founded by a Montana fishing guide and two Nike marketers. So imagine that combination coming together, identified a big problem. That was that outdoor clothing was too complicated and too uncomfortable. Together, they quit their jobs and made their mission to create the most comfortable shirt imaginable on top of being super comfy. Freefly's bamboo clothing has UPF, sun protection. You know, I'm the big proponent of that. Wicks away moisture and will not hold odor from fishing to hitting the gym, lounging around the house, playing golf, whatever it is, this stuff is phenomenal. It's actually really hot. It's been like in the eighties, almost 90 down here in North Carolina through my free fly on the other day. I was very comfortable. I was protected from the sun. I looked great. You could get 20% off when you visit freeflyapparel.com slash four. That's 20% off freeflyapparel.com slash four. Check out some of their stuff, order it, Put it on, wear it around. I guarantee you, I promise you that you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be comfortable. Freeflyapparel.com slash four. Check it out. Okay, we're talking a little bit about the uh, upcoming Sunday. We've got Tiger. We've got Phil Mickelson. We've got Peyton Manning. We've got Tom Brady. I'm excited. Uh, this will really be like the third one of these in the last, you know, year and a half if you count the first match then what we had yesterday uh, or Sunday and then this one coming up so I hope that they've learned a lot by now um, I hope that the banter isn't overly forced although it's not like Tiger and Phil are well-documented phenomenal friends um, I don't know that anybody really has a full feel for like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning's relationship they do seem to be pretty comfortable kind of roasting each other and chirping each other but they're like rivals forever as well so i don't know that they're considered by anybody to be really good friends so you're gonna have four guys out there who each have their own brands who each have their own kind of you know mountain of success and all the different stuff that they've done being put together in a golf environment all mic'd up uh it's gonna be interesting yeah i think the um i think the brady and manning um banter will be i know and i know we're already putting expectations. yeah we got it we can't put two but i'm just i'm genuinely excited to see them go at it because i know that the competitive edge with them is like like they're playing another sport so it's almost like um like i feel like when they're in football they have a respect for each other right so like now you're on the golf course and like they're both kind of even regardless of handicaps or like like they're both playing someone else's sport so it's like you can almost trash talk more in that aspect like like you're not like yeah. you're not like disrespecting like a Hall of Famer and like his sport at, at being a quarterback, but like, but if Brady like duffs one in the bunker, like Peyton's got that on him to be like, you fucking suck at this. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of a funny angle. Like I like Phil can't go after Tiger as much as you almost want to. Like I know that he says that he can and he has like 
that aspect of his personality where he can go after anyone. He's a good shit talker and he's like, whatever, he's Phil. But like Tiger's still the fucking goat and like they're playing their sport. Like Tiger will always be better than Phil at golf. That's just how it is. So like there's, there's always a fine line and Tiger's not going to punch down on Phil. He's already done that his whole career. Um, but like the, 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 the Peyton Manning and Brady one, like it's just two buddies going out there like where you can really dig deep, I think. Like they can really get under each other's skin or on the golf course. I really do a, think that. Yeah, the best interactions are probably going to be with the teams, like those them talking to each other. And we're hyping this shit up just like we said we weren't going to do I it. I know, that's why I'm trying to go the other way with like I hype the shit out of this fucking <laughs> this, this, this shit up. Tiger and Peyton talking will be great. Phil and Brady, everybody, they're talking strategy. It won't necessarily be shit. Well, it won't be shit talking. But them talking strategy on how to set the next guy out for the best shot, that will be the interesting part of the mic dump. And not there's the a difference between banter and just wanting to hear what Tiger Woods has to say. Like, 100%. if we needed banter and we hyped it up, like, with the fucking Rory stuff and, like, we said we don't have to do that anymore. But, like, we almost needed that for that match. Like, Tiger Woods, and we've talked about this a million times, can read off his grocery list or he can just go through his phone and just read off all the letters on his keyboard. Just A, B, C, and just go – through all of them until he hits Z. And, like, we would fucking be captivated. 20 bucks. I'd pay 20 bucks for it. We'd be captivated. Like, if Tiger read off his, like, fucking, I don't know, like, his legal agreements on his iPhone. Like, if he just opened it up and just read that, I would pay thousands of dollars for that, like, to go to sleep to. You know how, like, that app Calm will, like, read you bedtime stories? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, imagine Tiger read you the fucking iPhone, like, user agreement. Like, all that wording. Like, I would pay unlimited amount of money to, to go to sleep to that like the way he says it like this iphone's gonna be real tough if you don't <laughs> that is like you found really like the most boring story. document that no one reads everyone just says i agree even if it's like when you turn 75 we're gonna throw you in prison for the rest of your life you're like done just like let me use my iphone but if there was a tiger woods option where they're like you can hit agree and it'll just go through or you can sit here for the next six hours and watch tiger woods read off the iphone agreement I am glued to my seat for the next six hours. Dude, that has to be the most boring thing to read. And I know that there's some sick fuck out there that's read it. I know. I don't even know what's close to that. I mean, and <laughs> what percentage of people have even thought about reading that stupid well, thing? Well, think about like all And the then I'm thinking like, what is the point of even like, that should not be in the world. If like, people were good people, that should not be in the world. Like that's yeah, an people... iPhone. So that's like a cool gadget, but there's like some really boring gadgets out there that probably come with user agreements and like policy the user agreement is like 32 pages when you actually like have the scroll and then they just let you hit accept or whatever it says like one out of 32 and the font is barely legible like imagine the user agreement and policy stuff for like the wi-fi extender that like connects to the (laughs) wi-fi router like that little plug-in that you can put in like imagine someone sitting there being like well i need to make sure that all of this shit is squared away before I plug it into any of my fucking plugs because, you know, I like a tight, I run a tight ship in this <laughs> year compound. So let's make sure that anything going inside my holes are figured out, you know, and we're all legal. Like, <laughs> someone tries to plug in anything. He's like, did you read that user agreement? Yeah. We're going to, you guys, we're going to sit at this coffee table and we are going to read this agreement before you plug that in. Lurch, you, there is something more fucked up about the ones that make you scroll. That is, <laughs> that is always strange to me. They're like, I, I like see the agree and it's not lit up and I'm like, why can't I just agree? And you have to pretend to scroll to the bottom and then I'm like, oh, you clearly read that in 0.2 seconds. Now you can agree. That's right. shady shit, man. What is the point of that? Imagine if technology got to the point where like, no, you have to read it for like a legal issue. So they only let you scroll at like reading pace. 
How right. long would you know? That like, would make more sense though. Right. At least then it serves a purpose. Like there's no purpose. I haven't read and even thought about reading any of those, but I do in the back of my head, I'm like, if there was like a fucked up little like lawyer associate there that just got like one line in that was like, now we own you, you would just hit accept to that. Have you and, have you guys and seen Apple would own the whole world? Have you guys seen the South Park episode on this? It's like human no. sent iPad. Oh my no. god. It is like Kyle gets Kyle gets like a new iPad or something, and he agrees to without knowing it. He signs the user agreement, and he agrees to become part of like a revolutionary new like fucking product, and gets kidnapped by like Apple. And the product is like the human sent iPad, where they all basically like sync up their heads to other people's asses, and then they're just like shitting in each other's faces. And it, dude. You know what's funny about that is I don't – that is, first of all, that's completely possible. It's just genius, dude. South Park it's is so a good. genius show. You know what's it's crazy so is I actually haven't seen that episode, but I did a couple months ago watch a documentary about South Park. I just looked it up. It's called Six Days to Air. It's very interesting. It's only like 45 minutes, and that's the episode they make during that documentary. Come on. Yes, you should check it out. It's really interesting. Because I have seen the documentary. I just didn't remember that that was the – but it is amazing. They start from scratch just brainstorming on a fucking wall, and they do it. But, man, that episode – It's genius. People's heads sewns the asses, and he's just signed (laughs) off on it, and then that's – That's what it is. And then there's just, like, a bunch of people, and they're, like, literally, whenever they have to, like, shit or whatever, they just shit the other person's face. They thought of, like, the most just ridiculous thing that someone could possibly sign over their life to, and, like, that's just so good. That's so So good. good. So ridiculous. Oh, I wonder what's stopping, what's stopping Apple other than like, you know, a shitstorm from doing that. You know, you know what, what they do that with bills, right? Politicians, they sneak things in like, I right, just sneak down at the last minute and then they agree to it and it goes through. Obviously, there's some legality to it, but nobody's reading those fucking no. those agreements. No, it's Nobody. ridiculous. But Bro, um, I don't read agreements for anything. No, no nothing. But anyways, there's a, there's a golf match on Sunday, so get excited. <laughs> get excited for that. Uh, Justin Thomas is on the commentary with Amanda Balionis. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's, uh, it's our boy Trevor Emmelman, who was one of our um, great guests that we've had during this whole quarantine. Trevor, Trevor Emmelman was what phenomenal. What a fucking really good-looking dude. Awesome guy. Good-looking, well-spoken man who's also a Masters champ, so pretty good resume he's got. Him and Charles Barkley are kind of in the booth, I guess, if you call it that. I don't know if they're doing it remote or whatever with the distancing. And then um, JT and Amanda Balionis are on course for the whole thing. So JT plays at medalist a ton with Tiger, and he's fucking Justin Thomas. So what is JT, like the third-ranked player in the world right now? Uh, I'm going to look it up really quickly. But – it's going to be uh, – he is the fourth-ranked player in the world right now. So he's doing the commentary, which is hilarious for this. So it'll be fun. It'll be uh, a great time. The Kisner match, reminder, uh, kisnerfoundation.com. It'll be up and running by the time you're listening to this. There's going to be a couple different options, but donate to a great cause. We're going to raise a good uh, charity pool that we're going to play for. We're going to play for uh, divvying it up, what percentage goes where. We'll play for, you know, um, nurses – folks on the first line we're going to figure out the right charity to play for um for that for COVID relief kisner foundation has been doing great work and raising money and continuing to allocate those funds to different efforts doing great stuff with everything going on so and then we're going to play kisner in a fucking four-man scramble from the tips which are insanely far back at pinehurst number two which is maybe the hardest course in the country if that betting thing comes to fruition where you could place like 
I'm a fan. I put 20 bucks on Kisner, put 20 bucks on foreplay, and then it goes to the other charity. What percent of money comes in on Kisner? What percent comes in on us? 80-20. 80-20? No, I think it's 90, more. 10. Nope, 65%. I don't know the other half. I can't do that math. But 65% is going to be on Kisner. I think 35, 65, I would 35 go, is the I'd best case so for us. Higher. But yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of money on kids. People have. I can't things. wait. I just hope our games are okay. Like he's <laughs> going to be his game. His game's going to be his game. We're a bunch of like mid to high handicappers, and we can just be so erratic that if your game's not there, it's just not there. And there's no. Dude, that, oh, I can do this. It's that just, round where we played against the Aussies on the dunes course, I think is what it was in, in um, yeah. Mornington Peninsula. Like if we all play like that, like two of us shot like 80 on the number, I think Lurch shot like 81 or 82. Trent, you were fucking hitting it great. So you had yep. like, blow up. If we all play like that. Like I think we'll win. We also like in the same week within 12 hours of each other could play where like none of us could break 90. So like right. that's going to be a huge right. factor. The length, the length is crazy, but, like, I know we keep going back and forth on it. If we have a good drive, let's say it's a 520-yard par four. Mm-hmm. We hit one 280 yards. How much do we have to the pin? Wait, say that. Uh, yeah, say it again. It's a 520-yard par four. Mm-hmm. We hit we got, one 285 is our furthest drive, right? We've got 235 in. Is that right? Like that. that sounds right. 235 yeah. in. Now you gotta hope there's no like wind in the face because that turns into two fifty. And two eighty five is like probably what our best drive would be, right? I mean, we're not gonna sure. crank one out to three hundred. That's just for sure. Two eighty five is our max. So we have two thirty five into the fucking pin. Like who like and in a situation like that, I'd almost want like rigs to go first, right? Like like set the tone, like let him hit like a, a low iron, like a four iron or 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 something that like knocks it just safely, like as 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 close to the green as we can get, and then Lurch can come in with that fucking long bomb of a four iron or five iron, and just go for the green at that point. Because like if we have someone like Riggs gets us into a chipping spot, then at least like the next couple shots can like you can rip your longest iron you can possibly hit, and I can hit my like hybrid, which has like a one in ten chance of hitting the green. But like at least we have something to fall back on, right? Like that's the strategy. We always have to have. Like, I think the best strategy is to have the first shot be the one that you can fall back on. And then the next well, three, yeah, chance. If well, the last I think that's person... why T-Daddy's our best guy to go first hitting the ball. Like, I think I'll putt first, Trent will go second, you third. Don't you want Trent to, like, not have to think about it? Like, well, I guess it's the first shot, yeah. First shot. Like, he hits his, like, buttery just as important driver out there. I know it is. But I think Trent hits probably, like, the most fairways out of our group. You know, so, like. He's off gonna the tee, off the tee for sure. I'm just talking about like we need a we need a hundred and ninety yard shot into a green. Like I want that first shot to be like our best our best chance because if if it gets anywhere close, then like the other ones just have a free thinking mind. Like right. if I'm the last one to go and I've seen three balls miss the green, I'm a puddle. I'm happy to go first every but I but I also think, Frankie, I think there's an aspect of you want our best chance to be freed up when he swings, right? Like if you're, if, if you're, let's say Lurch is like by our best iron player, we're fucking 185 out, you know, and, and uh, Trent goes first and like rips a three wood. That's like just off the front edge. Well then when Lurch goes, 
Lurch isn't feeling all this intense pressure. Lurch is like, fine. Whereas, like, if he has to go and we're all three fucking off the planet, then Lurch, who's our best guy, now his shot becomes way harder. Like, our goal should be to make our guy who it has the best chance, like, also be in the best state of mind when he hits that I shot. I almost think first is better for him because he doesn't know what we're about to do. So it's like you're just a right. free thinker. Like, hey, even if I shank this one, I got my three guys behind me. So let me just put the best one I can put on this one. And I have three chances behind me. If you go last, you're a night. Whoever goes last is a nightmare. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem going first everywhere or last. I don't really – that stuff doesn't bother me as much. The putting, I think we should give our advantage to the guys that could putt the best. I, th- I think this is going to be the most comfortable round of golf I've played in a long time because yeah. I know because I'm terrible that like I'm probably going to be in a, I'm going to be in at least a decent spot a more decent spot than I would be if I was playing my own ball I'm very much looking forward to it and I think I'm going to be pretty relaxed when we're doing this I also think it's going to be hysterical like when we drive the ball there's going to be one to two decent shots usually so for the scramble it's going to be everybody hit their ball all right, scramble and go get wherever your balls are, and we'll just see you at our best spot in five minutes. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be great. We I think we definitely respect. have to have a helpful counter. Whoever – you have to count out who's actually helped on what holes and let that kind of tick up. Would be yeah, a con- con- contribution counter, I would say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We're not doing any of these caveats that sometimes, like, golf outings implement where you have to use, like, three no. shots no, 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 the no. of one person. Like, no. No, pure four man scramble. Yeah. He's got to beat Kisner. I wonder. We got to talk him into short yardage. I think. I. I don't. Seventy six hundred is just insane, dude. I think we've already said it, though. I think we have to. Yeah, we're. I will he say threw this. ten grand down. It's like if we change it to sixty eight, it's like It'd be like I'm not holding for golf, and it's like we golf. don't like charity, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do think right. Like we're looking at these five hundred twenty yard par fours. But, like, if you're playing a four-man scramble and you get to a 520-yard par five, you'd be like, we have to birdie this hole. Like, we should birdie this hole every time. So, like, that's – you know what I'm saying? Right. You're just trying to make the best score possible. So, you're saying just because it's a par four, par four, it's like changing our mental mindset, but it shouldn't. It's like that's a four because we can get there. I'm just thinking, go to your everyday fucking golf adding. Your sixty-five hundred yard golf course that's like got a little bit of water on it, and it's you know everyone's drinking and boozing. You get four decent golfers out there, all within like six, seven, ten handicap, whatever. They come in with a fucking minus eleven, and like they win the fucking golf out, and they take home their fucking bag and their grill master and all this shit. Like my, what I've been trying to do in my head is like when you now go to Pinehurst, number two. And those greens and that yardage, how much different is your final score with those same golfers? Is it 11 strokes different? Are you now even? Is it 14 strokes different? Are you now plus three? Like, what is – like, how much different is that? And to me, like, I want to think it's not – like, it's different for sure. Like, maybe we're around par. Like, we're not fucking tearing up the golf course. But, like, are we really going to choose 75, 76? The multiplier effect for me is that, like, all right, so you keep mentioning this 520-yard par four. Like, that's – okay. So, if we hit our best drive at 260, we have 260 in still. And the multiplier effect to me are those greens. Because 260 on your country club course, you can knock it up there, and it's just going to kind of, like, sit on the green. This – it looks at the green. It's like oil and water. It just kicks the ball to never, never land. Like, yeah. that is where the strokes are going to compound. 
I also like can't hit something 260. Like, right. Out, Nobody out, can. Outside of my job. So, right. Right. And that's like assuming that we hit one right at the pin 260. We can't, <laughs> we can't hold the green. So it's just no. going to be like yeah. generally within 50 yards of the pin, let's say. And then we have to get up and down on a Pinehurst number two green. So it's like, None of it's easy. I'm not saying it's no. easy, but like we got to be ready to go out and play some good golf and like hit some clutch shots and know that you got three other buddies helping you on every shot. Yeah. The shorter holes, we really have to take advantage. Like if we can get there, we have to take advantage of those holes somehow, some way. Laugh because out loud, funny the fact that I that we're playing a 7,600 yard course and we're going to have so many chips to the point where like I'm going to have to. Like, oh, yeah. You're going to be everywhere. Like the chips, like we're going to not to- let you chip. We're going to have so many little chips like where we need to make up and downs to save our hole. Can you can you get out there early and just putt? Like I'm saying, like practice your putting from off the down or off screens. Yeah, or do the hybrid thing where you kind of just bump it. And run. I, we need Logan. Like I haven't watched the Pioneers number two footage yet. I remember at one point he had me kind of dialed in for like a good stretch of holes. Like pretty dialed into the point where I was like two putting a lot. Like on Pioneers number two. Am I or am I mistaken, Brendan? You watch a lot of the footage. I think Logan had me dialed in on that golf course. Yeah, you guys were like best friends too. It was like yeah. pretty hilarious. But yeah, he had you. He had you all over the greens. Like he would just give you a spot and literally like put his finger to the green and be like, we, "This is where you need to hit it." We need Frankie to play well because like yep, that's what I. Everybody think needs to play well. That's the thing. Everybody yeah. like. We but, need, but Frankie, like, if he's in the wrong mindset within a first hole or two, he could be like out of the whole tournament. And I, right. So I think if we can get Logan to dial in Frankie, that's more valuable than Logan dialing in anybody else. My fluctuation goes from like, especially on a course like that, I can shoot 120, or I can have a great day and shoot like an 88. Like I'm like, like that's that big of a difference. You're talking 30, 40 strokes where I'm just fucking <laughs> flying off the handle. I become like, you know. I don't know. There's something wrong with me at one point where, where I just can't – I physically can't get it done anymore. So let's not get to that point. Let's get to the point where each swing I have some confidence. And we've discussed this is match play. This is not stroke play. has to be match play. Uh, it's got to be match play. I think um, – yeah, I don't, I don't know that we've even brought that up, but I think, I think it's got to be match play. And My I, dad asked me, who does that benefit more? I think him. Yeah, I, I think would we agree. should think about we'll, that because I think it helps him because we'll get in less trouble. Like he could get in more trouble. We'll get in less. So we should honestly think about the stroke play. Effect. He's not shooting a 74, 74 Right, but he could put a ball out of bounds. On five, he could go OB potentially if you really missed one. Or he could, you know what he could do is he could get into an awful spot around one of the greens and like yeah. not be able to get it on the green and then not be able to get on the green again and like make a double or triple. Like that could honestly happen. Yeah, but, it could. But I, for the content's sake, we can't do stroke play. It's got to be right. match play. Match yeah. play, there's like drama on every hole. It's like right. a big putt to have the hole. You got to have that. Yeah. Right. Right. No strokes, <sighs> just straight match play. Straight match play. We're playing Kisner straight up. Sounds like Man, I got boss. a bad sunburn today. Holy smoke. <laughs> the cheeks are rosy. <laughs> Holy shit. Facial hair still rocking. Yeah, it's yeah. All right. I was laughing when you were calling Rory ugly, and then you're just sitting there with those pubes drawn on your face. Well, I mean, I'm 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 deathly ill. Like I look hideous. I mean, but I'm never. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Like when we call, well, Rory never came out and said he was a supermodel. No, but he was just grotesque. Hey, I'm. <laughs> What's the difference? I'm, with this facial hair. I'm better looking than what Rory McIlroy was when he was that disgusting 
pile mm. of human body when he was a when he was a young lad. I agree with that, dude. He was. I can't even. Think right, of but you're see through. Like your skin's transparent. Sure, but like I can't even. I'm 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 at least I'm I'm somewhat soft on the eyes, right? Like some people say <laughs> I have. I have some no, but what I what I, I would delicate say features. I look a little feminine. I've, I have this this feminine forehead that people like to talk about. Um, but like Rory, I mean, have you looked at a picture of Rory? No, no, I've, everybody's seen it. He but what look. I would say is, when I critique someone else's looks, that I, I do that with the knowledge that I am grotesque and hideous. Like I, I'm not. It's not lost on me how ugly I am. But that doesn't take away my ability to critique someone else's. To judge someone else, absolutely, right. yeah. <laughs> of course, correct. We can all be like, no, we're hideous, and so is that person. Like we can do that. He's part of our right. group. Yeah, we right. can bring okay. I know. I'm Brothers aware. Brothers in arms, almost like a bunch yeah. of ugly people. Um. So Ooh. yeah, that's what we think about. Rory. I think SVP welcomed you to the bald crew, right? Didn't he? Uh, didn't yeah, he, he said something? I was menacing. So funny. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are gonna see the bald head and it's <laughs> true. In the flesh. I'm, I'm excited. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm excited to just get the fuck out of New York City for a couple minutes. Like, I'm, just I. I, I want to get where there's. I can be outside where there's, there's green, and I want to play some golf. I just want to get out there. I will say the one thing that you guys have an advantage of is you've stood toe-to-toe with Kisner before and seen him hit golf shots. I've never been next to a pro and been, like, you know, humbled for 18 holes. You're not going to believe it. You're not yeah. going to believe it. And that is going to be something that mentally I'm trying to focus on right now, being like – it is going to be so just like deflating in terms of where I am and where he is every time that I'm going to try not to even think about him. The thing, the thing that we're forgetting too is that Kisner could go out and shoot four under. Like that wouldn't be. Right, and then we're dead. Outrageous. If that happens, then it's over. Then we have no chance. Right, like he's taking this very seriously. He has made that incredibly clear. Bring in Dewey. I mean, Bring if he Dewey. shoots even par even, we're dead. I don't know about that. I think our goal should be to shoot even par. I don't know that I'm not, I don't think it's overly. Yeah. I think our goal should be to shoot even par. Yeah. I, I think that's right. But like, I just, I mean, the over underline of birdies is probably 0. 0.5. No, then, we'll make some birdies. All right. What's I'll, I'll take that bet with you. <laughs> don't go betting against us. We haven't even started. I'll bet you flirch 500 bucks for the charity that we make, uh, we make a birdie or, or more. All right, so uh, what do you want? Set the one's a push, two you win. Fine, done. One's a push. We both got to commit two fifty to it. Done. Okay, dude. I mean, like, you got to think that we're gonna have a couple birdies, right? Like, where? Um, the third hole is like third hole to three eighty par four. Right, and that green's a joke. Yeah, but we get four attempts to put it on it. Right, but you're an eight-handed – like, we're all, like, not very good. Even, like, a 576 par five, it's a, it's a monster. But we have three full shots to get onto the green. I've never seen, actually, balls repel as well as they do off the third green. The third green is a joke. That's probably the hardest green I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen – I know E-Bug's right over there. Like, E-Bug yesterday – I mean, we've probably played number two. I mean, he's been here for like three or four weeks now. We've probably played number two four or five times. Yeah. E-Bug finished the third hole for the first time yesterday. <laughs> Yo, I couldn't and, finish the hole. 
Literally couldn't finish it. And he made a seven. It was like, I finished the hole because it's impossible around the green. Like, it is just not – you can't even play around the green. But the fact, that's, this, the fact that this golf course only has two par fives on it is brutal. Like, there's just no scoring holes at all. Everything is so tough. That is yeah, – I mean, we're yeah, – we got some shots to make. We got some golf shots. I mean, Kisner's tweet was laugh out loud funny. He's like, we're going to beat you. And then he's like, well, you still have to figure out who's going to drive, like, hit irons, wedges, and putt. And it's like, yeah, we do. The uh, funniest thing to, like, think about is that, like, each one of us has to individually, like, at one point beat Kevin Kisner. Like, we have to make a putt. Like, one of us has to hit a drive. One of us has to hit a long iron. One of us has to hit a really nice chip close, and one of us has to drain a putt against right. Kevin Kisner. And Actually, when you say it like that, it sounds impossible that we'll yep. win because that's saying – that one of our four shots will be better than Kisner's shot in yes. that moment. Yes. And I just – I'm having a really hard time saying yes to that. <laughs> one tough. of our four shots have to be better at, than Kisner on each hole. Every time in order – they only have to be, you know, a 1% better, but it has to be better. Right. I don't like thinking about it like that. That fucked me up. That – I'm – I'm out. We lost. We're. That was, what is wrong with you? If that you, was a detrimental thing to bring up, Ricky. <laughs> if you say we've won or you say we've lost, like you're right. So right, you can't no. say we've lost. You have to say we've won. We're gonna. I win. believe in myself to a fault, and in this case, I think we. I think we'll win, but it like it's. Wait until, you hear, wait until you hear what the ball sounds like off off his club on the first hole. Be, I might wear headphones. I might get some noise canceling headphones. There's like not a bad idea. A perfect ping, and the ball is just right down the middle on a string. And now he, and then like we're just up. We have That's to, why I want on the range. I want to go next to him and just clank balls so he can never hear that pure noise. We should all just stand around him and just make horrible <laughs> he, he's noise. He's not gonna rattle him either. That's not happening. Like he is. Cool, calm, and collected. I've never met someone of his level who is so the same even keel all the time. It's so crazy to me that, like, I'm thinking, like, about the holes and, like, like one, I'm like, oh, he'll hit a good drive. He'll, he'll lob a wedge up there. He'll miss the putt. And he'll tap him for, for par, like, as if he was just, like, a good golfer. But he's so much better than that than what I'm, like, anti- like I can't even picture what he's going to do on the course. That's how good he is, like. Like, my picture of him, like, hitting it to the back of the green and lag putting and tapping in is, like, him hitting it to five feet in reality and, ta- and like, dude on, draining on, a- on one, a- on one, he's going to rip, like, a three iron down there and then, like, a pitching wedge or a nine iron to, like, 12 feet. And then his ball will never leave the center of the cup on the first putt. And then he's going to just be roasting us and chirping us for the rest of the day. <laughs> and- I'm just laughing out loud. So, go, Trent. Well, I was going to say, and the most devastating thing that he will do, which he did to Riggs at Palmetto, is break down how we're going to screw up. He does it so – he's like a surgeon. And he will tell us how we're going to fuck up each hole, and that just – you just can't recover from that. That shit gets in my head recently now. It never did. Like, what Riggs – what happened to Riggs, like, I thought, like, I'd be able to handle Like, oh, you tell me I swing fast. Like, you tell me I'm on my heels. Like, whatever. Like, I'm, I, I'm able – I'm already mentally fucked to the point where if you tell me that, like, I already knew that. So I always thought that – I had the upper edge on that. Like I tell myself I can't hit shots before I step up to them. So you don't, you're never going to get in my head, but I've been playing at this place, Rockville links every, like once every week, I just brought my dad out there. Finally got him away from this hellhole That is fucking what's going on with the, the world and everything. 
Got him on the golf course. We walked it. It was great. Great day on the course today. I have a great little picture of me and him on the green. It's oh, it's beautiful. Great, great day. That's lovely. Um, but I, the guy, so the superintendent there, this guy fucking Luke, I played with him last week, and he told me, he gave me this one tip uh, for chipping where he was just like, look how much grass you have in front of you. Like, let's work with what you have in front of you. And when he said that, I drilled one to, like, inches tap in and it was great it was like we were doing like there's grass ahead of us let's let's work and he said to me that like after he saw how bad i was for the rest of the day like he thought it was a fucking joke and how bad my wedges were listening to the podcast he said after i saw how bad you were like i had more things to say to you but i literally <laughs> held them on to me because like i knew that you're such a fragile little delicate flower i saw him <laughs> today and i'm like oh are you ready for the match like next our next match like i'm feeling good today look at me he's like I have something I'm going to tell you during our next round that's that you're never going to be able to recover from like during that round. Like it's going to be so detrimental <laughs> to your swing that you're going to be so fucked. Like, and I'm now thinking about that until the next time I play this guy and like, what could it be? Right. Like I'm doing all the math. Like what could it be? Like, I know I swing fast. I know I can't chip. Like he's telling me it's something I've never heard before, which is horrifying. Like what am I doing that he sees? Like, so that's 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 tough. That's something that I'm gonna think. Isner about will do that to every one of us, and he's Good gonna time. have so many chances to do it because on Good every time. shot we all four get to hit. Like, part of me wants to have Frankie drive tee off first on every hole because if Frankie just rips one down the middle, we none of us will even have to hit. Like, right. you know, because like you yeah. hit it farther than I can hit it, Frankie. So like. I'll just be like, hey, kids, go fuck yourself. You see my boy Frankie's on fire. We'll just walk out to the fairway. And right. Like, Sometimes I can go into this, like, other state of my mind where, like, when we were in Minnesota and they were, like, try and hit one 300, if I know I don't care where it goes and I have a chance to fucking grip and rip, like, I sometimes put some of my best swings and most athletic, like, abilities of all time in those moments. So, like, I need at least one or two balls out there in the fairway on a couple holes, like, like, I want to be able to just swing for the fences on a couple of these. There's also, like, a chance, right, that Kiz rips one down the middle of the fairway on one, and then we're like, all right, like, let's go, Trent. And then Trent, like, hits one into, like, the right, like, sandy stuff. And then we're like, all right, Lurch, like, you're up. And then Lurch, like, hooks one into the left shit. And then, like, I block one way right, like, a million yards out of play. And right. then, you know, we're like, okay, Burrell, like, you have to hit the fairway or, like, we lose the first hole. And then it's just off to the races, and we're gonna we're gonna lose and do this. If that happens on hole one, if that scenario you just painted on hole one, we just walk off the golf course. If, if none of us find the fairway on the first hole, it's we're wasting people's time. This would be really funny and like e- not easy to film, but like we're all hitting from the same spot, so I can't wait yeah. to watch the difference in our games from the same spot. The other thing that I love is yeah. there will be us four idiots having a conversation about what we think we're going to be able to do in terms of where we're going to be able to put the ball. And if Kisner brings Dewey, they're talking about wind, they're talking about a number, they're talking about a landing spot. And like, they're talking about some executable stuff. We're just talking about a dream. We're talking about winning the lottery <laughs> over here. It's like just nonsense. Well, Those gets two off the conversations ground. filmed will be so good. Yeah, true. Boy, we're in trouble. Now I'm um, now I'm um, all right. We're gonna win. Bro. I feel yeah, like- yeah, I know, I know. We can't even talk about People this. Listen, listen, like, you are a fucking roller coaster, man. Like I came in <laughs> hot, and then I said, "There's no chance." Like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Riggs, how have you been playing number two? Like how have you been shaking out? Like what has it been good or bad? Yeah, like when you uh, played from sixty-eight or seven thousand yards, what was your number? I shot uh, eighty-three, I think. Okay. Wow. I actually. 
and I couldn't – it was 7,000 and maybe a little over 7,000 because they had – the blue tees are like 6,900 or something, but they had probably four or five of them were all the way back, mm-hmm. um, like right next to the yellow plate, which is the U.S. Open tees. I drove the ball horrifically. My irons were phenomenal. Uh, my short game was pretty damn good. I just mm-hmm. drove the ball. Like a lot of times I just was in like playing that far back, and it was pretty windy on the back nine. Uh, there was just a couple spots where it was like I just drove it so poorly that I couldn't hit it on the green, and then I tried to, and I made like a couple doubles. So I think I doubled three of the first like six holes and then still shot like an 83. So I was I was right there. E-Bug was out there, like I said, and I was striping my irons. I had a couple good looks. I like on the sixth hole, it's like playing 210 or something, and I ripped a four iron to like 12 feet and three jacked. So it's like I could have scored even a little better. So – I'm playing – I and again, like, you know our games. Like, I could show up and just be awful the next day. Right. But I think I'm in a spot. I got, um, you know, a little tip from my guy Eric here, who's like the top 100 instructor, who's working with my club face a little bit. So, I got a little tip. Iron play has been great. I think I can straighten out my driver. I've got plenty of, uh, you know, access to do it. So, I think I'm going to be coming in playing, you know – pretty consistently now again that's like my my a game isn't going to beat fucking kevin kisner even in a scramble so like i'm going to need some help but i think i'm going to be pretty solid okay and were you stretched out from seven thousand? like were you hitting a lot of four and five irons in or like yeah yeah Yeah. now you're three woods home well on like but i also drove it like shit like i said so it was like on the third hole like we talked about from the blues it's like 360 or 370 or something like that 350 whatever i chunked a three iron off the tee and i had a four iron into that green and i hit it to like 20 feet so it's like you know weird shit like that that's how we play golf uh but i did i had on like on on the second hole from the blue tees i had 211 in and I hit a pretty good drive. See, that's yeah, two hole. If we and didn't this, make a two one, two would be. And the tee that we're playing from is way back from where I played from. So, like, you know, what does that tell you? But on one, I mean, we did one the first hole. Um, I I hit a good drive. I had I had seventy seven yards in, and the tee is right next to the U.S. Open tee. Yeah. So it's oh, like, yeah. So that's and I hit just so yeah. So I mean, we can birdie the first hole. Um, Let's go, boys. Let's a big focus. Let's just try to get our games in the right spot. Well, I do like that idea. We all go to the range, but then we all putt together. So we all go over to the putting green. I'll putt first, then Trent, then Frankie. We'll kind of size up, get a sense for it all. That's kind of our practice. A win for us would be massive. I mean, we're then we're saying the four play podcast could contend on tour. I mean, it'd be, are you kidding me? We could win the fucking U.S. Open. Like, if we go out, if we go out to Pioneer's number two, we beat the 36th-ranked player in the world or whatever Kisner is, like, we could beat anybody. When you said that is the biggest thing that's ever happened. Right. When, you, when Lurch said a win for us would be huge, I almost didn't even know what he meant. Like, I haven't thought about a win, really. But I want to because it would be gigantic for us. Gigantic. Humongous. Gigantic. Wow. That'd be awesome. I haven't even considered awesome. how cool it would be if we – like, imagine if one of us has a putt like, – if all four of us, I guess, has a putt to win it on the 18th hole. Oof. Boy, if Dude, we make I, that, those celebrations are going to be weird as fuck. Oh, my God. Air high fives. Air five. We're going to have to talk about that because that'll be – it's just going to be weird. One of you makes a putt to win on 18, I'll fucking tackle you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just – I want to be up early. 18, I'm going to, like, expose myself and, like, get arrested. <laughs> 
If we can get up like one or two through like five, six, seven, it would be, it'd be, because then I think we could get Kisner. I know he's calm, cool, and collected, but then at least the thought of like he could potentially lose would creep in his brain. I'm looking forward to the grind, like that seventh hole, eighth hole, ninth hole, where we're just grinding out pars. Like, and they're going to be tough, man. Like, they're not going to be easy pars. They're going to be brutal. They're going to be really tough pars. Like, we're going to really have to chip close and, like, Maybe someone gets on the backage of a green and we're going to have a fucking nasty lag putt. But, like, we, someone's going to get it somewhat close and then we're going to have four putts from seven feet to hit par, to, to, to drain a par, and it's going to be it's gonna be a grind, man. Someone's going to make a bomb at some point, too. Like, so you, you mentioned, like, we're going to be have a 50-footer from the back of the green. Like, imagine oh, yeah. Trent Daddy gets up and just rolls in a 50-foot. Oh, just I believe he'll do that. We need the caddy, by the way. I think that our chances significantly go up with a guy like Logan telling us this is where you hit the putt. Yeah. I'm, I'm, let's get a four caddy or something Especially or whatever that works if, with, like – if Kiz has do yeah, if Kiz has Dewey, I think that's totally fair. Right, we get somebody that's saying like reading greens and helping us with that stuff. I think that's perfect. I'll carry my bag, but like somebody to right. tell us some insight. We um, need someone on our team, like right. We need a coach. Like, we, you guys need to beat this guy. Hit it here. Let's go. Right. Yeah, we need we need someone who's smart and who knows this place on our team. Correct. Knows our game. Like, Thomas Trinkatella. He, he caddied me for a Tiger. He that was dude, that dude's an elite sick. caddy. Yeah, Thomas. I've seen him around a few times. He's awesome. He's always out there caddying because he's the best. So, they, you know, he can still get gigs. That dude's sick. But either – yeah, or Logan. I mean, Anybody else. We got to have We just somebody. need help. We need help. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. I watched that show, Dave. Have you watched yeah. that show, Dave? Yeah, fucking one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. So funny. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, I banged that out like two weeks ago. Like, that's such a recommendation for anyone looking for a new show to watch. It's just called Dave. It's on FXX. Um, you can get it on demand. It's fucking Lil Dicky, his new show. It's like a combination. Of, it's, it's like this generation's Curb Your Enthusiasm, I feel like. It's like awkward situations of a person's life. Um, the way like so curb always explains like his his little things that like make him like whatever like go crazy and like this is little dicky's like his world of what drives him nuts and like his upbringing and it's very 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 funny i can't stop thinking about how funny it is it's so so dirty and i love like all those jokes (laughs) their talks about like sex with like I don't. We. I mean, I know we're still on the podcast. But when yeah. he's talking about uh, sucking his own dick, dude, he's like, it felt more like giving it than getting it. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny, man. Also, if we're doing recommendations, just at the end of the podcast here, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It's a yes. uh, long, uh, long form improv with the guy from Silicon Valley and then um, John G- John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. They take three specials where basically they're making it all up the entire time. They talk to the crowd at the beginning, and then they do 45 minutes of, of improv. Fucking phenomenal. It's very, very funny. Very funny. We're doing Rex. I like it. Yeah. All right, boys. Felt, felt more like giving it than getting it. it oh, funny. man. We'll sharpen up those games because we're going to need it. We're going to need it badly. It looks like we're playing Kevin Kisner at Pioneers number two. That first uh, – when I roll up on – the the range on that what Tuesday morning? That's gonna be the first time I've played golf in a quite a long time. Sometimes so, it's your best round. I agree. Yeah. 
I actually agree with that. Yeah, so. nothing. Uh, you have you have no quirks. You have no like you know mental images of what you're supposed to do. It's just like oh, it's like it's just free thinking. I really I part of me really wants like Vegas to set a line. Like like somehow they do that with their numbers, but set the line. Like I want to know what that is for whatever reason. Like I think that would mentally help me. But I think he's a favorite. I just want to know like where Vegas geeks would put it. Just all you need to know, all you need to think about is your own mindset. If you hit right. the ball well, if you play good golf, we're going to win. I would, right. hope, I would hope Penn National would be on our side. Me too. Me too. All right, all right. boys. Uh, yep. That's all we got. We'll be back on now uh, on Thursday. we got a big show on Thursday. Uh, our show on Thursday, and, like, I actually don't think it's even ha- – like, I don't right. know. what Like, what's happening tomorrow is hilarious. So, like – I mean, people will see who we have on the show on Thursday, but like, it's by far the most famous guests we've guests we've ever had on the show. And I'm talking by, let's see, a factor oh, of oh, like, let me do the math. Just a lot. It's a big. It's big. I don't like to do this because if yeah. it doesn't happen, then it's like this is not what you <laughs> ever do. Ever, never, ever. It's the worst ever. idea we've ever had. Never on the show done this, this in the history of yeah. our show, so we're not going to do it. Uh, but we could have a big show on Thursday. Right. 30 times bigger than any other guest we've had. Right. So that's all we're going to say, that we could have a big show on Thursday. We'll see. Uh, everybody have a great week. We'll be back on Thursday. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard.